To the State of Wrestling Apologize Report. I'm the Brooklyn Moral here with the big man. How you doing? I'm, I'm cold, Brooklyn Mauler. I'm cold. The heat is on, so I'm okay. How are you doing? It's cold outside, isn't it, big man? Oh. Yes, 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 it's cold. How how um do you have ice outside? I do, and I actually saw in the local news they explained that. Putting salt on the ground is great when it's around 30, 40 degree temperature, but when it goes beneath that 20, 18 degree, it's not going to melt the ice. At least it'll take oh. longer. So. Oh, I found that out somewhere else. Somewhere I put mm -hmm. out, um, um, salt on it. It didn't melt the ice. It was made just, It made it more slippery. It still almost fell. Mm. And when you fall, it hurts more because you're landing on salt. Oh, exactly. You know, so. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, it's, 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 it was cold. It's cold outside in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. It's cold. It's cold, do you, man. Do you feel like it's been colder this winter than the past few winters? Um, yeah, even right now, just came out outside. It was, it was, it was very cold. It's like really cold. Like, I don't know how football players can play in this weather. Like, I, like, they're playing in minus degree weather in Kansas City. Is playing in, in in Buffalo. Buffalo. I don't. I don't know how people can, um, you know, play in this weather. You know. Yeah, they show the heaters on the sidelines, but that can't be enough. And then you have the fans. You know, kids, mm -hmm. elderly, anybody, anybody. It's, it's just, it's, it's colder than it's been in a long time for sure. Exactly, exactly. So in the world of professional wrestling, what we got going on in the news? Well, it's great to be a heel because then you can have heat, right? That's my dad's right. joke of the day. Um, I'd say one of the big stories is Kazuchika Okada, or as they now call him, Kazuchika Okada, but I'll still call him Kazuchika because that's how we know him. Mm -hmm. um, so he is finishing up with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's done with New Japan. And the strange thing is he's still deciding where he's going to go, apparently. Now, one of the things is, well, people are saying, will he go to WWE or will he go to AEW? And then is there an outside chance he might go to, uh, I'm sorry, I almost said Impact, TNA. I can say there's 0% chance he'll go to WOW Women of Wrestling because he's a guy. Right. So, um, Kevin Kelly did an interview and he talked about how... You know, with Tanahashi as the new president, unless he's just a figurehead, he really should give some details because it does hurt New Japan Pro Wrestling that the biggest star you have, who's still performing at a high level, is leaving and he doesn't even know where he's going to go next. And he said it could help to explain, is it because of issues or is it just the economic factors? And Kevin Kelly explained how the yen has just never recovered since the pandemic. And, you know, their money doesn't buy anywhere close to what the dollar can buy. And they're still under their contracts. I mean, it's not like we're in a bad economy. We're going to pay you more money. 
So he says, financially, it's rough in, in New Japan, pro wrestling. It's, it's uh, you know, the Japanese wrestlers, he said, they come here and it, it costs them a lot more to buy things, you know, even when they're on vacation. So it could be financial or it could be something else, but he feels Tanahashi needs to, needs to say why, the way Vince McMahon would explain why a Bret Hart left. He said, it's not at that level. There wasn't any fight that we know of, but it would it could help bring back some confidence in the product. And I'm interested in what you think about that. Well, I mean, Okada been there since Wrestle Kingdom 9, right? He made his way back to, was it 9 or 8 or 9 that he came back? I started hearing about Wrestle Kingdom was Wrestle Kingdom 9. So let's go from one, we could really order, right? Right. So from there to now, 18, that's nine years. Okada's been at the top of New Japan Pro Wrestling for nine years straight. Um, Maybe it's some Okada. Maybe they don't know what else to do with o Okada. New Japan has fell. You know, New Japan mm -hmm. rose under Okada. And now it's like making this, the last couple of years has been, you know, going in a downward spiral, so to speak. Um, it was probably one of the best, probably the best pro wrestling promotion at one point, you know, um, and just putting out killer match after killer match. And we got to see what's going on with, with New Japan. There was Bullet Club and it was, it was Okada, it was Tanahashi, um, Naito. But I think, you know, New Japan, you know, really, again, foreigners, losing the foreigners, losing AJ Styles, that was like the beginning of, you know, the cracks in the wall, so to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, then everything else fell. AEW came, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and everyone else that would normally go to New Japan if they couldn't get a, a, a sign with WWE. It was either WWE to be Main Street, Impact, or or New Japan and, and to be a big star. And that's, you know, basically what it was. But when AEW came, you know, everybody said, you know what, I'm going to AEW. And then, you know, New Japan made a, uh, you know, was had a working relationship with New Japan. And, um, you know, you know, it is what it is with that. But maybe some Okada fatigue on from Okada's tide of New Japan, or maybe New Japan's tide of Okada. You know, maybe they don't know what to do with him. You know, I mean, you know, it's time for them to 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 start building new stars in New Japan. You get what I'm saying? It's time for them to maybe with Okada leaving, maybe this would give New Japan, you know, the you know the the kicking that and the kicking the ass, so to speak, to try to build a new star. Because all they did was with Okada was, you know, they couldn't build any new stars, and the ones that they did build, they automatically lost to Okada or lost the belt, the the IWGP Championship really fast. So they really messed up with Naito. Naito's champion now, but. You know, it don't really mean much anymore because um, mm -hmm. his star is not is not how it was a few years ago when he was hot. You know, Jay White was hot, and what happened with him? You know, he lost the, the IWGP Championship really fast, and he left New Japan, and he's in AEW now. Um, Sonata, you know, you know, whatever with Sonata, not he was supposed to have been the next one. Um, I evil. like him, but he really is a take it or leave it guys you know you right. either like him or don't care evil. yeah right definitely evil 
um, that didn't work out, right? Oh, so, man. you know, even though he's winning in life with with Io Shirai, but still, you know, oh, is he? I didn't know that. Right. So, you know, what is, is New Japan doing? I mean, they they, they got a lot of new people um, that's coming over. They had Nick Nemeth, they had Riddle. You know, Ali's supposed to come over there. So that's going to inject life to New Japan. Um, instead of having a standard Okada match, um, you know, big match at Wrestle Kingdom, they, maybe, maybe they can build somebody else and build new stars. Maybe they can build like two or three more stars in the next year or two. And maybe that'll help them out. But as far as Okada goes, where will he go for his, for his own legacy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two places you go, AEW, WWE. Um, Impact, even though TNA, he had a match with TNA recently and he said he did a promo, said, he, he, you know, you know, he thought him and TNA have problems. He don't have no problems with TNA. So possibly TNA, maybe that's the biggest signing that Scott Demore was talking about. Maybe it's Okada. Maybe it was another nickname. If, if TNA able to get Okada, man, that's a big, that's a big thing for them. Um, mm-hmm. Okada is somebody AEW cannot lose. AEW has to sign Okada. Everyone else can do without Okada. WWE, I don't know if they can, you know, Okada would be best for him. I mean, short term, yes. But long term, no. You know, um, AEW. Why? Why do you think that? Because his English, right? He got to be able to cut promo. Remember, WWE storyline driven, right? So you got to really... I mean, you look know, what happened to Ronda Rousey, right? They'll put you in the ring for 10 right. minutes with a microphone, whether you that's your gimmick or not, right? right? So let's look at someone that came from New Japan Pro Wrestling who was a big star over there, um, <laughs> with Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura, right? It was a mm-hmm. big deal over there in New Japan. And he came to America. He went to NXT. He was a big deal in NXT. When he went to the main roster, Vince got his hands on him. Um, and we got what we got now, you know. And he got to the point where people don't even care about Shinsuke Nakamura, a Shinsuke Nakamura feud, a Shinsuke Nakamura match. You know, people don't care because he's I damaged. I feel like good. he's at his lowest sense because Rick Boogs with the entrance was hot even after he had been devalued so much. Now, right. ooh, now this is rough. This is a rough patch for him, isn't it? It, it is rough. I mean, what would you have done? I mean, I wouldn't... You, you put him with Seth Rollins, right? You had him lose twice to Seth Rollins. Then you put him with Cody and have him, have him lose to Cody. Like, twice to Cody. Like, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you got to put him in fuse that he can win. And then he got to win the fuse. Or make people think he could win because, right? you know, I get that we didn't think he was going to win those matches, but you see how they had people think Jinder Mahal had a chance against Seth Rollins, you know? Yeah. But for Shinsuke, it just felt like it was like Dolph Ziggler. You know, he's the new Dolph Ziggler. Right. And, and they could have, you know, they could have saved him by having them beat Seth Rollins, you know, could have yeah. been by count out, could have been by disqualification, or they could have had him win the belt 
and then lose it back at the next pay per view. But they could have said he has he was champion, and mm-hmm. you know that gender win the belt, you know, and you know it doesn't hurt Seth Rollins. Remember, we talked about this before. Seth Rollins lost over fifty matches in one year. Mm-hmm. That beat was, him that was just a year or two ago, right? A year right. ago, so you can beat him and him get the title back. It works two ways. It could be him losing the belt and winning it back, and now he's a two-time world heavyweight champion. That does not b- b- build up his accolades. You get what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like when old. people people are so nostalgic for the Attitude Era. Belts changed all the time. It felt like different titles changed all the time during the Attitude Era. You know, it didn't from hurt which it. From, you you know that that's true. Let's you know when you why why are we talking pull up from '97 on who the the who the champions from the Attitude Era from '97 to 2000 and what the end of the Attitude Era was, 2000 and what? Two? 2001? Where would you say the end of the Attitude Era was? Ooh. You're better at that than I am. At the, the I, I mean, I mean, what would you say? What would you say the end of the Attitude Era was? 2002? Was it the end? Was it? it was I'd the say the fall of WCW. Right. So that was around 2001. Well, well that WrestleMania. To Wikipedia, Attitude Era, which is subjective, I think, in some ways, really is... Um, 97 to 99. That's not no, the answer. Here it is. No, 2002. 2002. It's 2002. That's what I'm about to say. Um, so I said, so WrestleMania 14 or WrestleMania 18 or 19? 19. I would say, it might, I would say 19, right? Uh, or WrestleMania 18. WrestleMania 18. Let's just do that. Let's they do, even have um, a date, by the way. November 9th, 97 to May 6th, 2002. 2002. <laughs> right. So, WrestleMania. So, yeah. Um, so, let's see. We'll bring up the, the, the champ title changes from from about WrestleMania. Let's go Shawn Michaels. So, the, as we ever started with, like, Brett, Shawn. Let's say Shawn. Shawn Michaels. So, and let's say Shawn Michaels. Yeah, there's just the world title. That's so Shawn Michaels to when WrestleMania WrestleMania 14 when he lost to Stone Cold. So let's go from there. So WrestleMania 14, Stone Cold had the belt, and we go from there. I'm pulling. Let's see how many times the title changed. Wait, not yeah. Hey Google, not that Shawn Michaels. Right. <laughs> so uh, right. So yeah, man, Shinsuke Nakamura. I, um. So he could have he could have won that belt. He should have beat AJ. Um, oh, that was terrible. You know, that was that was a bad match and a bad ending. That was their know? fault. I'm, I'll abide by my position. That they he wanted to do something different that nobody thought of, expected. Well, we didn't expect that. That's for sure. That well, was- it's AJ fault because the common denominator was him, and then he had a, ma- a anticipated match which was a a flop. The second WrestleMania match that he had was a flop was him and Edge, and they wanted to do something different. Instead of them just going out there having a match, they worked a psychological match, which didn't work for both of them. <clears throat> so I got the list ready. Yes. You ready? Yes, I'm ready. So you want to begin with Shawn Michaels' 96 after he beat Bret Hart? Um, no, I want to go with Stone Cold after he after. After oh, right. um, he right. beat Shawn Michaels. Okay, that was WrestleMania 14, right? Right. So that was March 29th, June 28th, 
Kane, King of the Ring. The next night, he lost back to Stone Cold. Lost back to Stone Cold, then it was vacated after Kane mm-hmm. and The Undertaker both pinned Steve in a triple threat match. Then the down. Uh, defeated Mankind in the finals of the Deadly Game Tournament. Yeah. Uh, that was November 15th. Mankind won it January 4th. The Rock won it January 24th. Mankind won it January 31st. Halftime heat during the Super Bowl. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> I remember that too. <laughs> Then The Rock won it February 15th, Stone Cold March 28th, Undertaker May 23rd, Stone Cold June 28th, Mankind August 22nd, Triple H August 23rd, and this is 1999. Yep, that's right after Vince McMahon September 14th, 1999 on SmackDown. Um, Vacated due to the Uh stipulation at Fully Loaded or something like that. Then Triple H wins the six-pack challenge for the vacant title on September 26th. Big Show, November 14th, Triple H, January 3rd, 2000. Then The Rock, April 30th, Triple H, May 21st, The Rock, June 25th, Kurt Angle, The Rock, February 25th, Stone Cold, April 1st, Kurt Angle, September 23rd, 2001. Um, Wow, so soon after 9-11, yeah. Steve Austin, October 8th. Chris Jericho, December 9th. Uh, Triple H, March 17th. Hollywood Hogan, April 21st. The Undertaker, May 19th. And this is when it became WWE. Right. Um, So, yeah, that stopped there. So that's about 28 title changes. (laughs) With all kinds of names in there, isn't it? Right. And some of them was like transitional champions, like, the Mick Foley won the belt. Mankind won the belt at um, Out of Body Experience SummerSlam, and then only to lose the belt the next night to Triple H. And the same thing with Kane. So they could do stuff like that at the pay per view. They was doing stuff like that at the pay per view to you know to set up Monday Night Raw, which everyone was watching. Seven. It was it was probably more people watching Monday Night Raw than I was watching their pay per view at that time. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I think um, also the beauty of a Mr. McMahon character was you could take anybody, um, mm-hmm. and everybody on everybody we just named are are Hall of Famers, but the the engine to some of these swerves and screw jobs was Mr. McMahon, which could make sense for all kinds storyline. Yeah, exactly. Like somebody was saying that, that in storyline you can win the belt in storyline if it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so you're right. One, and it wasn't a storyline. <laughs> but Mr. Right. McMahon is a great device to, you know, if he's behind somebody, you have the crooked referees, you have this, you have right. that Shane McMahon. It, you get this. This is what happens. And we we loved it. And it would have been great to see <laughs> Shinsuke give his championship address <laughs> the next right. night on Raw or something, you know? He could have, he could have, he could have beat Seth Rollins and then Seth Rollins beat him at the pay-per-view or beat him on a Monday Night Raw a few weeks after that and won the title back. Is, yeah, the tragedy is that character, Shinsuke Nakamura, should be able to beat Seth Rollins one out of three times, maybe. But maybe you're right. But, but you know, the crazy thing about it, they said Seth Rollins was injured 
his back was injured and the storyline was like his back is injured. Oh. Nobody wants to know his back. And he still lose. He lose to a fully healthy Sephiroth, um, um, Shinsuke Nakamura. So that makes his character look even more weak. It you does. know what I'm saying? So that that made no sense. To, and to some me. of his videos now stalking Cody, it's a laughing stock because we all know who like, we knew Cody was going to win. And it was just silly. It was just silly. Right. He could have beat Cody once. I mean, um, Cody's very protected, though. Cody hardly loses yeah. at all. I don't think Cody lost. I think the only person Cody probably lost to was Brock Lesnar. You know? And then he um, beat him and got the handshake. So it's exactly. going to be a lot to beat Cody Rhodes other than Roman Reigns. Right. Yeah, that's you know that's the only people that beat. He's only lost to Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. That's it. Yeah. That's the only he lost to. The two top stars in WWE history. You know? Uh, he beat everybody else. But they could have, you know, for Shinsuke, if they really wanted to make Shinsuke, um, he should have be he should have beat AJ at that match at WrestleMania, and um, you know, that should have you know really solidified him as a WWE star. Um, but now, you know, they trying with him. He's just like he like Lopan from Big Trouble in Little China, and he's losing every feud, and so that doesn't. <sighs> You know, what can you do? So now, fast forward to 2024, do do Okada sees that and says, you know, I'm going to go to WWE and, you know, have my Rainmaker gimmick and can hardly speak English like that. Um, you know, what what do we do? You know, and it's storyline driven. It's not like, oh, what's the greatest storyline that Okada was in in New Japan? They don't do storylines there, right? I mean, like, like real storylines, how's his acting? I know his wife right. is an actor. <laughs> they do, yeah. She's a voice actor and and TV host, and they do they do um, like I said, I think one of the reasons New Japan was so cool when it was on Access TV when it first came on was we just saw their best matches for like the month or the last few right. months. Um, if WWE, if you show somebody showed WWE matches and it, all you saw was Cena against Kevin Owens or Cena against Sami Zayn or some of these matches, you'd say, yeah, you'd say that's the best company in the world. But we see all this, the stuff we don't like. And New Japan, they do have some silly backstage stuff with his group Chaos and just stuff that they're trying to imitate, really the US style. But thank God we didn't see it, you know. But you're, yeah, they don't, but even the things they do aren't, as you mentioned, to the level that we do it here. Right. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom is like eight hours long, to be honest with you. And yeah. those matches that you put on, we hardly know any of these guys. You get what I'm saying? Oh, my goodness. So, Especially they always open with those, there's like eight tag teams and it's like. Right. Crazy matches, multiple teams. Super junior tag team, never wait, never open wait. Uh, you know, like we get you before you, you probably done went to sleep before you even get to the IC title or the or the or the tag team championships or even the the world the the New Japan um the IWGP championship. It's you know it's probably you know before you even get to that point. <laughs> You're already yeah. four hours in. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. May, well, I, how can it work? I, I, in AEW, I, 
it might work better because he can go and have matches, great matches. But Okada not putting on five-star classics or seven-star classics, he can't do that every week. You get what I'm saying? He can't. He got to learn how there's a different animal in, in the United States with the TV. It's TV every week. AEW has five hours of programming every week that they have to put on. And and more than likely, Okada would be on either Dynamite Collision or both when he having matches, both. So how do you not oversaturate Okada, you know? How do you do that, well, you know? If you, were his, but, if you were his advisor, what would you tell him to choose? I don't know what to tell him. I mean, it depends. Go for the most money. See who's going to offer the most money. That's the first thing. And see what their vision is for him. Maybe with Triple H, he may have a vision for him. You know, him at WrestleMania, having a, a grand entrance would be amazing, and people would look for that for years to come. I mean, and um, more than likely, he probably, they'll probably treat him better um, as far as on the Big Macs. He probably don't have to wrestle, you know, every week, you know. Can they put him with a mouthpiece? Can they put him with um, Heyman, you mm-hmm. know? Um, he if he's yeah. at level, if they're gonna treat him like anybody, treat him like Brock, Roman, or Cody. Right. So if you put him with, can you put him with Heyman? Is that even possible storyline wise? Can you put him with Nick Aldis? Because I like Nick Aldis now. Nick Aldis is good. I like him. I like his character. Nick Aldis is the most over he ever been in his in his whole career, which is you sad. Exactly right, and that's because it's sad. He man. was great it's at sad. the talking part and wearing. The that's the best he's, thing he's good at. Wearing even in NWA. Good. His face is good. His acting is good. It's like he's like, and you could tell like under the suit, you can tell he's a big guy. He's a tough guy. Because he, you know, even though he got RKO, he's trying to remain professional. But when he snaps, which will happen, he's going to snap and he's going to wrestle. People are going to see, like, wow, this guy's really good. Um, But I don't think they really want him to do that because his role, he's so good in his role right now. Mm-hmm. Um, But he, he probably have a few matches a year, maybe one or two matches. But when he do, man, but he's over. He's so over right now, and um, and he's so good in his role. Um, can they can he can they put him with all this? Um, or can it is who's another mouthpiece big man in WWE? Um, or who's a free agent that would be good with Okada for WWE say, purposes? When you say free agent, what do you mean? Like a free agent signed yet, out, or somebody not, already that's there? That's not signed. That's not signed. That's out. As far as with all this, I don't. I'm. I'm sorry. As far as with um, Okada, you mean, or do you mm-hmm. sorry, with Okada or with all this? With all this, I mean, with with Okada, Okada, of course. Who could be his mouthpiece? Um, who's a free agent? I think it would be funny if Mercedes Monet brought him back from Japan. <laughs> Look what I got. Um, her uh, Zelina Vega, but I know she's not at that level right now. Yeah, I think Paul Heyman would be would be the guy I would first think about. Yeah, Heyman. Oh, so if it's not Heyman, because Heyman he's still with Roman, would 
and they would have to obviously end the bloodline storyline for Heyman to do both. So you know, can they can they get away with Okada without a, a mouthpiece? Because AEW is going to put him without a mouthpiece because they just do oh, stuff. I, like that. I think I think <laughs> he could do. Yeah, you're right. He could do. <laughs> he'd be great at just not saying anything, just re reacting with his rainmaker. You know, I mean, he's somebody. Somebody brought it up online. It's so remarkable that most wrestlers, you hear their entrance music, and then you wonder about the rights to their music. With him, all you have to do is drop a coin, and people know who that is. You know, right. So I could see him showing up. Not, not saying not really. I mean, maybe that AEW crowd, maybe, but not in WWE. Look, man, like, if these people know who, who the guy who's teaming with the Bruiser Wade is, then they know, you know who got you know, it. That guy is Tyler Bate. They didn't really know. Yeah, who you, they seem to all know who he is, don't they? They didn't know who that. Well, they were like, "Who the hell? He he got no reaction." <laughs> Welcome to the Triple H run WWE, which is really yeah, empty. It, it, he, 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 book, remember, Triple H booking for the same audience as Tony Khan, the internet audience. That's why NXT, the black and gold, was so was so good. They, that, that was AEW before AEW. That was, and that, that, was, was that was indie royalty, the black and right. gold. Right. Like, they right. wouldn't exactly. have gone crazy for some of the WWE people that have shown up. Exactly. You know, so is... them, they had ev almost every independent star or TNA star that was somebody came through NXT and they was at the takeover and then they show him in a crowd and they're like, oh, he's there. And then next thing you know, they're fighting for the title. And, um, and, and then, you know, from Finn to Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, all these guys, you know, Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, all these guys. And, and it was such, it was really good stuff that they had. It was good matches. All their takeovers was good. Every last one of them was good. The women was matches was great. Even the women, the first they had the first women to main event. Their storyline was they were the main event of them takeover, and they still talk about that to this day. Sasha yeah. Banks and Bailey, because that feud was so good. Um, but so, but I'm saying that Okada would have came in with that NXT audience, this full cell audience. Everybody would have knew who he was. Well, I've, I've I don't, got some. I got some people for you, who could be cool. a spokesperson, and some of them are are wrestlers. Some of them, you know, it depends on what you want to do, you know. So I'll name four people, and you tell me which. Okay. They could all be bad, but you just tell me which one would be the least bad to you. Okay. Okay. Um, Seth Rollins, like this is his enforcer. Okay. Number two, uh, Logan Paul. Oh, um, that might work. Yeah. Okay, number, yeah, that might work. Number three, um, if she's kicked out of damage control, Bailey. Right. And number four, I had. Sorry, I'm almost there. I just forgot who he was. Number four. Well, of those three so far, do you have a favorite? Logan Paul. 
and Logan Paul. Um, else? Maybe there was just three. Yeah, Logan Paul could work because he can call. He can have Okada, and he can. They can be tag team, and he, Okada don't have to say anything. No, have Logan Paul talk, and 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 that will work. That could work with some good writing. It could work. That could work. Well, I guess my, my number four, just as a just on the outside, was, and this would take more work to get to that point. Would be LA Knight. But he doesn't want to. LA work too, but. LA and I could work too, but you know that he's trying to build his own legacy. Yeah, right exactly. Now. But I like your, I like your choice of. I mean, I don't know if it was your official choice because I'm gonna. I want you to go next with your choices, but the Nick Aldis bringing him in would be a good idea. It could, it it could work. Yeah, with Nick Aldis. Um, <clears throat> who else could work? Um, you know, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. You know. Um, I know Nick Aldis as his mouthpiece could work, and they just send them out there. Paul Heyman, of course. Um, hmm. Chad Gable too. I don't. Cause Chad Gable can talk. He could be a mouthpiece, but I don't know. Uh, Triple H. Huh? Triple H. Triple H could, yeah. But Triple H don't want to be a bad guy right now. No. Shane McMahon. (laughs) Oh, yes, Shane old Mac. He's still on their list of superstars, by the way. Yeah, he got hurt. Remember? He just got hurt. The problem problem is if he does sign, they're going to just put him with The Miz. He'll be on Miz TV. (laughs) Yeah. The Miz could could do it if The Miz don't wrestle. If The Miz was just – if he channeled his inner MJF and just want to – just talk and just say, you know, send Okada out there. But I don't want it to lead to a match with him and the Miz. You get what I'm saying? Because that's what normally mm-hmm. happens. And even um, even when Okada wins, it'll be a 50-50 match, right? right. So, it, anybody. so it, 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 I don't know. What, what female would work other than Belly? Oh, by the way, did you read what um, what um, Mansoir Mansoor said in an interview about the Miz? What he said? What he said? The the idea that they all had that was going to happen, but it got canceled, was that Mansoir and Masse were going to be followers of the Miz, but he the Miz would be leading a Hollywood cult slash pyramid scheme. Oh wow! <laughs> Which I thought would have been a fantastic, uh, not just a cult, but a pyramid scheme for money. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's pretty good. Isn't and why it? that didn't happen? He said it just got canceled at the last second. That was the end of that. Um, you mentioned you asked about women. Yeah, uh, that's that's a tough one these days, right? Because they really focus on in ring. Um, I do like Zelina Vega, maybe Indy Hartwell, because she has that kind of awesome oh, kind of thing. Um, do you have any ideas? Maybe Chelsea Green. She likes to talk. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's great. She talks. She likes to talk. She's char- She's more or less character driven than in, in ring. You know. She is. So. Charlotte Flair could work because um, they're maybe like royalty. 
in a sense. Right. I, okay. Know, possibilities out there for sure. Right. So now let's say he goes to AEW. Where do you see him at? Be lined up in AEW. Well, remember I asked you earlier, like if you were his friend, which one would you tell him? Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it would be like you, like he, I would probably tell him to go to WWE because AEW. He's he might be like, you know, back in New Japan, like Brian Danielson shows up. Oh, hey Brian, hey, what happened to your eye? You know, oh, here's like everybody's injured <laughs> in AEW. Mm -hmm. um, and you see, you mentioned about the schedule with all the shows. You see all the kind of work Takeshka has to put in in every single match. WWE, he could just stand there and stare at somebody, you know? Right. But if he was in AEW, I mean, it's such a weird place. You, you said it best when you said they put people with whomever. I never would have put, remember how disappointed I was, and I hope you were too a little bit, when, you know, Kenny Omega is having that big championship match against Moxley and out comes, out comes Don Callis to do announcing. And it was like, oh, right. that's the guy who does announcing on Impact that nobody watches. And then he becomes, a, you know, so I, I'll think about it. Do you have any ideas while we're going through it? I mean, this is what's going to happen. He probably debut and probably go against Moxie and lose. Well, you're saying what's probably going to happen, and you're exactly right. No, he'll lose to Orange as well. But Maybe. Yeah. If what would be they the best they could? What would be the best they could offer him? What are some good ideas they could offer him? The first, well, this is what they should. Do. Well, if AEW, he has to come in and win the belt immediately. So, um, and they can't really, uh, AEW can't really afford that right now because Samoa Joe is probably the best champion AEW had in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> so what he can do is this. Maybe he can come in and win the, the TNT champion, the TBS, the TNT championship. But when he comes in, he needs to make a big impact. And, and it has to be a big impact that he makes. Like they know he's, he comes in, he's serious, you know, and he can't be fighting Lee Mariotti. Sorry. He can't be fighting these, you know, low, 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 low tier wrestlers and having five star matches with the low tier wrestlers. It doesn't, it devalues you. I'm sorry. Um, and I, and I hate to say that about Lee Mariotti or, or anyone else or solo or who else they have, but AEW made you guys irrelevant. You know, they treated you guys bad and, you know, they, you know, you guys are on a low totem pole, and if someone's in a, a, a match with Daniel Garcia, and you have a back and forth match with Daniel Garcia, who only won one match in the damn Continental Classic, why am I having a back and forth match with him? You know, why would Okada, who's who has such a rich history, and you know he comes over here and now he's gonna match with someone who's at the lower tier? It makes no mm -hmm. sense. He has to be somebody in the up on the upper echelon of. AEW, and that's Moxley, that's Omega, that's Joe, that's MJF, that's even. I don't even think Jay White in the upper echelon. He they he had one match he lost, and that was it. You know, everything um, he's done, it feels like he's made it happen with nothing. You know, right? 
He should have went to WWE. He now been he's perfect. in the bang. Now he's in the Bang Bang Scissor Gang. Oh man, this is yeah, terrible. We'll get to that, but yeah, yeah. So he's he should have went to WWE. He would have been perfect because he can, he can, um, you know, he can he can talk. So I don't know, you know. You don't have any other. You have. You always have great ideas. I feel like so, with WWE, uh, yeah. you see it one way. With AEW, you just you just it's I, I the way know they set up. It's just matches, and that's it's all. just matches. He's gonna have matches, and what and you know what you know what do you you could put him with Don Callis, but you know as a mouthpiece. But you know what where is that gonna lead to? Like he has to be champion, you know. And right now, AEW cannot. For Joe to lose that belt, so do you know that's what I'm... do you know what I think is like a little thing they could do with him that could be a big thing is What's that? like he comes in and he takes Sting's place with Darby, and it's Darby and Okada. They don't want to, I wouldn't put the, I would not put him in a tag team. I would not put him in a tag team. I want him as a single star, a rainmaker. Him and him being treated how he was treated in New Japan, as almost untouchable and as a as a, as a big time attraction. That's well, what they need know, to put him at. Which, if there are three or four wrestlers, and I'm looking at the roster, so I have an unfair advantage right now. I'm looking at, you know, who he belongs in the ring with. I could see him in the ring with Copeland. Adam Copeland. Right, yes. Those I are agree. superstars. Um, everyone else is kind of like wrestling down to them. And I don't mean that in a skill-wise. I just mean size-wise, basically, right? Because, right. I mean, Brian Danielson went from, you know, the underdog in WWE to being the bully. In right. Uh, here's an idea for him. Um, this is what this is an intentionally bad idea. Okay, he joins okay. the House of Black, and they're the House of Black Rain with Dustin Rhodes as Black Rain. As their that was a good movie. I love that movie. With Michael Black. Yes, that was him fighting fighting some um some some uh, I think the somebody from China uh, was it China or Japan? He's fighting some, the Yakuza. I think he was fighting the Yakuza. Michael Douglas. That was a good movie. Him and Andy Garcia. Black Rain. <laughs> um, so I just don't want him to be put it's more I I'm like seventy percent sure that he's going to AEW. Really? What I what I would do is if I was Okada, I was like, listen, i I don't know if they would do this, but I but he's such a big star, he sets his own terms. I'm working here for six. I'm working here for six months. I work another. I work Impact for six months. I work AEW for six months. I work AWW for six months. He keep doing that, you know, and um, you know, I don't know if they will do let him allow him to do that, but um, you know, but you know, I that's that's what he should do, and whoever treat him you, the best. That is a brilliant idea, and that would have everybody watching everything. Because right. you know this wouldn't be New Japan sending their stars out to job, right? Right. 
this would be must-see television, and I love that idea. Yeah, because he has to. It puts the 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 the, the onus on the company too to book him properly. You know, for those six I mean, months, we would win, right? Because if they want to keep him, and they put him in the ring, and he's there with Brock, and he's there with with uh, with the Wise Man and Roman, or they have him with Punk, what are the others going to do? Well, WWE can do that. Right. The thing is, how those matches end. What's the finish? Well, I guess the point is we we've known always that they can always have the best if they want to. It's just they don't. Right. It's always about the finish. How the the match should be great, but what's the finish? Because him and Gunther can fight. Like everyone's saying right now that Brock Lesnar versus Gunther at at WrestleMania. What's the finish? You know. Yeah. You know. Well, I remember the other person I was I would have put Okada with. But this would actually be Okada helping this person if he came in as the as the as the backup for Austin Theory, and then they feud, and then he beats Austin Theory because they're very similar, very similar. Nothing after Austin Theory is low level now. Now he is. <laughs> they have him with your Waller guy. <laughs> well, Waller, your, your man, your guy. That's my boy. Yeah, he's boy. He, he's he's good. Can he can? Uh, can it work? I guess he's. I guess you could. You could. You. I'm sorry. This is going to sound very prejudiced of me, but so many of these English and Australian wrestlers, you they're just so interchangeable. The ones that are in your NXT Europe and NXT here, it's like uh-huh. you could take you could take one of the of the um, what's that tag team with the blonde hair and the black hair. Oh, pretty deadly. You could take one of them and put him in the same spot Grayson Waller is. Now that could speak to how professional they are, because you can have an American in NXT. You have an American wrestler who's 25 who's learning, and you have a British wrestler who's 25 and has been doing it for 10 years. Right. <laughs> That's just how it is over there in Europe. You're not only 17 years old. You're not only 25. Like you're a grown up. Um, but I just feel like, man, I don't know. Look again, I know you like your NXT, but some of these guys who were showing up pretty deadly to me. I love the tag team, but uh-huh. some of the people showing up, like your uh, Bruiser Weights tag team partner, I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. Right? No, I get it. He's not for everyone, you know. He's a he's an AEW wrestler. He looks like a guy who just got out of work and just took his pants off. <laughs> he's an AEW wrestler, wrestler. That's what he is. He could go to wrestle on Dynamite and wrestle a, a, a match, and that's it. And go about well, his he, business. He'd be he'd be mur- he'd be wrestling Murder Hawk, <laughs> uh, right? On uh, you know, one of their uh, earlier shows that no longer exist. But... Right? No, you're absolutely right. Um. See, AEW has people like Murder Hawk, right? Like Lance Archer. He's what? He's a big guy. Why wasn't he put in a better position? He had him lose so many matches, and he's a big guy, and he can wrestle and can go, and can talk and and has a good, can have possibly potentially a good um um character. But AEW said no. I, that's why I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't trust AEW with character development. You know, um, I don't. Yeah, I I'm really glad don't. you brought that up because I think there's a 
you know when you hear people say like somebody asked a big site said what would you do to fix aw and about a million people responded they need long-term storylines and long fire tony khan which is like he owns the company there's a difference between what i don't like sometimes and you see this in pro wrestling all the time there's a character you like but by the time that they go through the storyline they're no longer the same character like i think for example you know any of your favorite shows there's millions of storylines over the seasons but the characters are basically the same from they just went through a journey um comedy or drama it's almost like if AEW says we're going to do a storyline with the character then they're going to change them it's like Roderick Strong was killing it as that character now he's in a storyline so it's like well now he's in this storyline so he no longer wears the neck brace is no longer in the wheelchair kind of yells here and there but not the same and he just stands in line behind Adam Oh. and you can have people in storylines but without changing their character you know in in wrestling the storyline was who they were teaming with and who they were against and things like that and like for I, what we don't want to see is timeless tony storm have a character have a have a storyline where she's no longer what she is you know right so No, I like I, I watch it for characters AEW and people who aren't wrestling fans in my family or friends have been watching just for her and just for Roderick Strong but not for Roderick anymore because he's changed. Right. Yeah, his whole persona change and I, that's where the writing comes in and the creativity, right? The creative. And that's where I don't trust AEW with their creative Creative is tough, regardless to to write for someone every week for five hours. It's tough to to get a story. Like it's you don't you always not gonna always hit. You know what I'm saying? Or some on sometimes you're gonna have some misses. You know, but um, again, AEW. I I don't know if that's the right place for Okada to go, but that's where he's gonna end up. To be honest with you, Impact probably treat if he gets to if he goes to Impact for six months, just six months, um, and the stuff that he can possibly do there in six months, like the matches that he can have there, would be awesome. But again, um, like he can't go and like you, like your thing, your your pet peeve with Impact is whoever comes in beats everyone. Beats everyone, you know, and but, on their way out, they lose. They get beat. The next but, game. but did you see that? There's a Denise Salcedo had a um, a interview with Gail Kim, and Gail Kim said, "Yeah, we use them. We use our wrestlers. This is what we do. They use them, and they make them look good. But that's what they do, big man. I mean, like Ash by Elegance, she's gonna come in and she's gonna get a big push. You know, she's gonna get an opportunity, and they they you can't say they don't treat you good when you come in from somewhere else." When you sign with Impact, you know you might not get a big contract, but you get some type of money, and you're gonna get look, and you're gonna look good. You know that's you know that's the way it is and the way that it works there. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a great point, but I think also with Impact, I mean, 
if they pay him a lot of money, sure, because otherwise he can do all that on an indie scene basis. And, you know, they, I think wrestlers from Japan appearing on Impact first kind of hurt their debuts in AEW. Um, at least maybe. For me. For me. Because it was like um, they were showing people. I'm like, well, I just saw him, you know, in a tag team match with the Motor City Machine Guns lose to, you know. Well, that just happened with club. Okada. Okada just went. <laughs> he, he just was in the impact with Alex Shelley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> so, you know, you know, and then, and then not too long ago after that, like a week or so, they send out the the press release or stating that he's leaving New Japan. So, you know, will will it be TNA? Do TNA have money to pay Okada? You know, they would. He will be treated like royalty there. You can't say he won't. You know, but you know, again, AEW. I think it's AEW. You know, that's where he's going to end up going, and he's going to end up in a tag team with Orange Cassidy. And it's, and it's not going to bode well for us. It's going to start off his career and people won't complain, you know. Yeah, people's going to complain about how they're using them, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I think, I don't know, big man. I don't know. Should he come in and win the title immediately? That's what I think he should do. But him as your champion, does that work better than Samoa Joe at this point? Probably not. <laughs> You know, I know people complain about not being used, you know, AEW not knowing how to use people, right? Um, I I do think, you know, if I was going to try to look at it from the other perspective, Tony Khan, who's been, everyone says he just knows everything about wrestling and he's such a fan and could memorize, you know, he can recite back to you dates and places and events. You know, everybody from WWE who's shown up there who has been unhappy and, you know, weren't and were quote unquote not used correctly. Turns out that they're not really like made the main event stars. Like they weren't in WWE and they aren't here. So maybe he did use them correctly as far as helping in the ring with people he doesn't know about. Like I know Andrade's not going to be the world champion that puts us over. So I don't know about Daniel Garcia, I mean, we kind of know, but he's like, I don't know. So I'll see how he does in the ring with him. So I think that's true with him, with Andrade. I think it's been true with um, certainly Buddy Matthews, for example, who lost again this week. But he's not a, you know, he wasn't a huge star in WWE and he's he's a great worker, you know, so perfect AEW person. Yeah. Uh, what What do you say about Malachi Black not having a singles match in a year? What the last singles match you saw from that Malachi Black? No, you're right. I mean, I don't even think I can remember that. The last one I remember was probably Cody. Uh, I haven't seen them with a, 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 a in a long time. I'm gonna know. think about that. I'm gonna. Uh, I need a quick minute. I'm sorry. I have to say goodbye to someone. Yeah, yeah, don't look it up. Search it. This last singles match. It has been a long time for Malachi Black. 
but Buddy Murphy and and Brody King has had um singles matches. Not Malachi Black though. So I don't know what's going on with that. And he's supposed to be the main guy in the group. And back. All right. So um I didn't like House of Black to begin with, Mahler. Oh, to me, okay. he was like their undertaker when he first showed up. He was this phenom who was, you know, killing it. But then again, was it him or was it the fans liked seeing him beat up Cody? Because you know, those fans were hating on Cody at the time. Oh, yes, they were. So the, same fans, the same fans that are saying that's complaining on Twitter about Cody not getting been a chance to finish his story about The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> they booing the hell out of Cody, and you know what? I go back to watch some of those clips or him in the ring doing his promos, and the fans booing him completely, oh. booing him. It looks he, it just was bad. I'm not turning hill, and it's just, it looks bad that right now to pair the way he is like they didn't appreciate him, and look, you know, look at where he at now. Look at the way he's at getting love. Doing make a wish, the people love him, give away his belt, the kids go crazy, they love him. Because WWE is for the kids and Cody is a superhero to the kids. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And yeah. WWE, they don't care about that. Them grown, they don't care about, you know, about anything. Cody trying to Cody is a WWE guy. He can't work that WWE style. Yeah, and there's and there's WWE fans. There's people who, like you always say, aren't on the internet. And they for all we know, there could have there could have been like women in their fifties and sixties saying to themselves, oh, Cody's coming back. Is he gonna have that great mustache? I love that. Right. That was the best version of Cody. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. What? But that's what yeah. Because people that only grew up in the WW system only know that what the WW system is, right? And mm-hmm. You know, some guys like Brian Danielson, CM Punk, those guys was they didn't they was groomed by the WWE system, but they originally started and on the Indies. So that's why they can transition better than other people to the new to the AEW style or New Japan style because well, they already was they, doing that style. Better. You're so that's so true, and I actually think that transition for them is easier. When you look at Dan- Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan in WWE and CM Punk and some of those guys, I know that they're great wrestlers in the ring and the, you know they're very effective on the microphone. But when you look at their rises to the top, it involved a lot of people. It was teamwork, wasn't it? It wasn't you know like one or two guys. It wasn't people looking at the way they look at Brock Lesnar and say, oh man, that guy's an animal. He should be world champion. Or, you know, like, man, John Cena, he's built. Man, that guy's big. Like with with CM Punk, it was the Paul Heyman guy. It was all the scenes. Triple H worked, probably was in the ring, you know, working on that angle more than he has with a lot of people. Brian Danielson, it involved, it involved a lot of people. So it took a lot of teamwork to win the universe over, to know who these people are and to build them up and believe in them. And it all started with the authority, an authority figure, right? Yeah. The Sam Punk, McMahon. 
mm-hmm. and um, and help build him up. People they they holding him down, right? And um, people got behind him, right? Um, also, seen as well, people didn't like Cena at that time, as well. The hardcore fans, right? No. Didn't like Cena. so the hardcore fans got behind Punk, but Brian, um, the the authority was holding him down. They didn't want him to 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 you know to get in the main event of WrestleMania. They they was they didn't put him in the Royal Rumble, you know. If he was in, they threw him out quick, you know. Batista and Batista's back, you know. He's taken from little Daniel Bryan, who's been here all this all the whole year. Batista come back, wins the Royal. He's going to WrestleMania. They holding us back, and they holding our guy back, and that mm-hmm. got him over even more, you know. So that's what happened. Storyline got him over, not their end ring, but storyline. No. No, and 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 again, they needed because of their size, they mm-hmm. needed more people to help put them over. Like like you said, like you know, when you need Paul Heyman and Triple H and Kane and this person, I'm just saying it's it's like it's a team effort. Team it effort. is, it is a team effort. People got to get over. They tried that with Roman Reigns. That shit didn't work. They tried to get the big show, Kane, and all those guys. Wow, triple. Yeah. It didn't work with, Ro- with Roman at all. It didn't. They tried that formula with him. It did not work. You know. Why do you think did. it didn't work? Because at that same time, Roman was coming up. People wanted Brian Daniels, Daniel Bryan, oh, and man. people chose. And then what they what WWE did. They said, you know what? We gave you we gave you Brian Danielson last year. And, you know, but now we're not giving it again. We, we you know, because he was still hot at the time. We we going with Roman. And they made the, the mistake of going with Roman. And people, I mean, I'm talking about the Roy Roman. They people completely shitted on it. And they didn't want Roman. They made Roman a baby face too quick. You know, that's what happened. They'd have kept him as a hill, as a badass hill, like he is now. Roman would have been over already. He would have been over. If he'd have never been a baby face, you know, he would have been over. Roman as a baby face doesn't work. It doesn't, you know. Some people yeah. baby don't work. It's like Damien Priest, you know. Hey, how you doing? You know. Yeah. Him but Damien's better at it than Roman <laughs> You know, it's yeah. I think with for me with Roman, it was like a couple of things. It was he was the big guy, but he didn't really look that big compared to other people in the mm-hmm. WWE. And also he wore that vest all the time. And he only like when man, it, it hurt to see him in the Royal Rumble at number one or whatever, because it was just Superman punch and spear. For, right. for an hour, you know, it didn't do him any favors. That's all I'm saying. But that's a that's a good point. So maybe I'm too hard on CM Punk and Brian Danielson because, look, they've tried that formula with other people, like you said, and it didn't work for Roman Reigns. So work. maybe there's it more. To it. it didn't work for Roman. It only worked, you know. Um, and he main evented many WrestleManias, and and it didn't work. They tried. They tried everybody. Brock Lesnar. You know, everybody, Triple H, you know, even Brian Danielson, AJ Styles, they 
they um Cena, they tried everybody and it didn't work, man. It was brutal to watch that whole thing. It was brutal. It was bad. It was it was not good. Only thing they had to do was just turn him a bad guy. And which they eventually did, but it took forever. But because you see what happened, it worked. But no. I don't know. Like I said, it's the transition from Ring of Honor to WWE. Is an easy transition. Someone had never been in that in the WWE system, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a hard transition, as you see right now with Jay Cargill. Um, it's a hard transition. Cody is the first jump from AEW. It's not that hard because he was already in that system, so it's not hard for him. But I want to mm-hmm. see someone that never been in the WWE system jump over, like a Daniel Garcia, or or MJF and see if they can, how they perform in that system, how fast will they be able to get in that system? Like, um, because MJF is a unicorn, and I'd I'd rather see like Wheeler (laughs) Yuta. Oh, well, it won't work. That won't work. They'll give him, Wheeler Yuta would be, will have the the Tazawa, you know. um, Yeah, he would. But Tazawa's a better wrestler. That's the sad thing about it, isn't it? Right. Tazawa can go. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. Zal could be IWGP champion. Yeah, I mean, if he had stayed, right? Right. He'd be up there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of which, AEW, um, Tony Khan announces the return of the AEW ranking system. Yeah, we love the rankings. The, the ranking systems are Khan. He wrote on Twitter, the ranking systems are coming back to AEW going forward. Starting this month, AEW is having a very exciting January. And this is the beginning of amazing 2024 for our AEW and our fans. Thank you all for watching Saturday Night AEW Collision right now on TNT Drama. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, you know, they never said they were going away. They just stopped showing them. Right. They they kept having their win-loss record on their roster page on their website. So it sounds like it was just kind of like, well, one, they're going to pro- they're going to feature it, which is kind of more news, bring it back as far as something important. But it did feel like, for me, somebody who checks their roster page pretty much once mm-hmm. a week or twice a week, or once every two weeks, rather, it did feel like this was just, you know, just trying to get some positive buzz out there. I didn't think it was really breaking news. I, I love the the rankings because that's a great via that's a great um, vehicle for or replacement for what we normally think of as storytelling. Because mm-hmm. you, know, you the motivation is winning, and what your record is that was really big with Britt Baker when she lost the title and was trying to get back up there. Um, so it's it's important. Um, the problem that it's and it's it might be better now than before, because remember how like we'd see somebody lose all the time, but then they'd say, "Oh, but on elevation they won ten matches against who knows that, who that person was." Now they don't have elevation anymore, um, so so we might see some more there. And I think uh, they had some success with their tournament that Eddie Kingston won. And seeing fans really follow along with rankings. What do you think? Yeah, um, I like I like it because it can show 
you know, that the wins and losses mean something. And if someone get hurt, like and, and like someone literally legitimately get hurt, they can um you know replace them with the, the next person saying this week this because remember that big controversy with hook from this week about hook and gender? Yeah. If, if, you know, hook, you know, I'm sorry, AW won that one. <laughs> That was a right. disaster. Right. No, both matches was good. I'm not gonna lie. That match was good with um it's just it's just fate. It's just poor gender. I, I like gender in the ring. It's a good a match. WF wrestler. He's right. You know, all the people that criticize him, he's one of the people today who would have been working in WWF in the nineties. Right. You know, because of his yeah. size and you know, so right. but it's just, I mean right, it's just crazy that Seth suffered the torn MCL. ACL and partially torn meniscus. Right. Um, and, um, what, I, what I was told is that I saw on, online but from Dave Meltzer or the Wrestling Observer, they're saying that um, nothing has changed so far with his match for WrestleMania. So, you know. But he won't be he in might the Rumble. Be out. But he won't be. He was not supposed to be in the Rumble anyway. He's a champion. But I thought he was going to wrestle. Maybe at the rumble. He had not he had big man, he had not nothing. There was no storyline for him to wrestle. There was no storyline or anybody the rumble was next week. He had no storyline for a title match. They was gonna throw something together in a week. There was nothing building towards that. They didn't have no one come and attack him. They didn't do nothing. They had nobody there was nothing. The only thing they had was Damian Priest. Is Damian Priest gonna come in and, and cash in his um title opportunity? And have a full match, like what Seth Rollins had no, had nothing. There was oh. no creator for him going into the Rumble at so, all. So when people are saying, you know, because the rumor is they're going to vacate his title and the Royal Rumble will be for the belt, you think that's we'll jumping see. the gun? That's probably not going to happen. We'll see if that's going to happen. We'll That'd see. Be something, wouldn't it? That th- we'll see. I mean, <laughs> I mean. What do you want? Do you would you rather would you rather them not do it? And Seth is going to do it matches? for a championship, okay. but for the but again, how would people perceive this? Right. So let's say it's for his title, right? Mm-hmm. Then that means the the normally the, the the winner gets to choose the title. So what if Cody wins and wins the belt, and he finishes his story and then says, "I don't want it." <laughs> that's gonna you get what I'm saying like Cody loses this the, the rumble like Cody has to win right he has to win the belt he has to win this rumble right but well, it, before the tough. end of the show we need to get into our rumble predictions right because it is right what will we do that the morning of I'm not sure uh, no I mean we can do it we can do it today but what I'm trying to say is, if, if we we gotta see what it depends, because if 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 they do that, if they do decide to put the belt up for for um, grabs in the Royal Rumble, that's gonna be, you know, something. Um, some that's that changes a lot, you know. That changes the winners, and you know, it changes a lot. But that do give them a path to the Rock and Roman Reigns without the Rock winning the Royal Rumble, so that does oh, give them a true. path. That's true. You know they can definitely do that. Or you know what they could do, Big Man. To be honest with you, they could put the belt up for grabs, and people are not going to like this. 
but they can have Seth come in at number thirty, and and or number thirty, and he wins it back. He just throws somebody over, close line two people. You know, I don't know. I think he wins. I don't know. Well, okay, let's do it right now. Who's you? Who's your? Who do you think okay. is going to win, and who do you want to win? Because okay, you, have, you think so? All right. Just regular, no, with, with with both belts on, with both belts out there, with the main event. I think. Okay, my mind is telling me that CM Punk is going to win. Mm-hmm. CM Punk is going to win it regular, straight up, and he's going to challenge, you know, Seth Rollins, right? But there's something saying the Rock is going to win, show up and win. So. Mm. All right, so I'm going to get my dark horse. CM Punk, right? And then my dark horse would be The Rock. Well, you have to be, now you have to be like Kenny Smith when he was on NBA choosing his, the winner of the dunk contest. Uh-huh. What he said? Well, no, this guy's my underdog. This guy's my dark horse. This guy's my, he had like five different names. I like that. But you saying CM Punk and who's your dark CM horse? CM Punk, my dark horse would be The Rock. Dark Horse is the Rock. Right. The, I remember, yeah, that, I remember the third one. Where, 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 where are they going? Where's the Royal Rumble culminating from? Oh, let's see. Uh, Kenny Smith had uh, Underdog. Um, Wild Card was another <laughs> one. And um, what was the other one you said? Your Underdog, Wild Dark Card, Horse. Dark Horse. All right. You want me to give you a Wild Card? My Wild Card would be Cody. I think the wild card would be The Rock, right? No, my wild card is going to be Cody. Okay. So, WrestleMania, Royal Rumble location 2024. Field, Florida. Okay. The Rock is from Florida. So, they're trying to put the, the people the, on the internet saying that people, the Rock wins, that people want to boo him. Hell no, they're not booing him in Florida. No, 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 no. <laughs> they're not booing him there. They'll boo, Hogan. They'll boo Hogan for sure. They already have. They already have. Yeah. Oh, they booed him in Tampa. Gonna... Yeah, they remember WrestleMania. He hosted with. Um... Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a different generation. He, he's not going to win them back. That's all they know him for. <laughs> well, well if, um, before we go to your dark horses, why would they? They wait. Well, we'll get to that Hogan in a minute. Yeah, give me your your who you think going to win your wild card and your dark horse. The person I think is going to win is Randy Orton. I think he's going to win. Yeah, I do. I th- I'm not saying I want him to win, but I think he's going to win. Because, um, uh, yeah, um, the person, the my wild, my dark horse, um, uh, my dark horse for the Royal Rumble. When it's not CM, it's gosh, you got me. I, I can't believe I even asked you, and I'm the and I don't know. <laughs> okay, my my dark horse is um, Dominic. Okay. And I know that's not a likely choice. That's why he's a dark horse. But I think they're. It feels like they're doing something with the um, with uh, Judgment Day, where it feels like it's not being wrapped. I don't know if I'll say wrapped up, 
but it's it just feels like it's gonna go differently by the you know pretty soon um and my wild card um can gunther be in it yeah gunther's in it yeah my wild after the performance last year my wild card is gunther um okay now so let me I have a if if there's a fourth one no there's not a fourth one that's it so your first one was who the person i think they're going to give it randy to randy okay Orton. so randy Orton, Rand, okay so let's, let's start there randy Orton versus who at wrestlemania i don't know i don't know who does he choose well i think it'll be the rock and roman like you said I think it'll be, um, I don't know if, you know, like, you know, with Seth's title, I don't know what'll happen before then. It could be, um, I almost, yeah, I, I didn't even think that way. All I thought about was who they would give it to, to win. And I because think, Roman, I think, I, I think Randy is someone they think they can do anything with. I don't think Randy Orton's going to be in the match. He's remember, he has the title match, Fatal 4-Way. Oh my gosh, I complete. Okay, do you know what? CM Punk then. Do you know why? Because CM Punk, going back to his I'm here to make money, not friends, I could see him betraying Cody and throwing Cody, jumping Cody from behind and eliminating Cody or something. And that's what I was saying. That's why I say CM Punk is the dog, is my person to win the, to win the Rumble. And he's hot right now, so you might as well strike while the iron is hot. You know what I'm saying? So going in for the CM Punk for the next couple of months will be will be hot. After that, I don't know, but for the next couple of months he will be hot. And then when he and then when he starts wavering, the fans start wavering the support. I think it's gonna turn him hill, and he can he can get back hot again. You know, that's a great. Uh, you know what? I changed my um my uh. Well, so now I'm saying Punk is the one I think is likely gonna win. My second person was, um, well, my third person was Gunther. I'm okay. going to change. Do you know who my dark horse is? Who? Jey Uso. Main event Jey Uso? Yeah. So they, might have have a, they might have a triple threat with Rock, Jey Uso, and Roman. That's possible. I'm also hearing, I'm also saw something, well, some, some suggestion that there may be a triple threat match between the Rock, um, Roman Reigns, and Cody Rhodes for the title. How do you I think that would work? I wouldn't. That? You know, I think Cody can make anything work when he's not, you know, blabbing on and on on the mic. Like, he's so yeah. good at, you know, fitting in and receiving, you know? But but that reminds me of that Daniel Bryan. You were so happy when they put Daniel Bryan in that three-way match a few years ago. Right. And I was like, that's not what I wanted to see because I wanted to see who who was he against? In that? Batista and Randy Orton was the original. Yeah, man. I wanted to see them like go at it. Right. And then it's like they threw Daniel Bryan in. Um, are you sure it was that one? It wasn't another yes, one? It was. Yeah, it was that one. But see, big man, the thing with that it was it wasn't people on the on the internet complaining. It was the live crowd complaining. The live crowd was booing. It wasn't just people on the internet. People don't care about the internet. But the people, it was the paying customer on TV. They was booing the hell out of that match. They did not want that match at all. 
that was a live TV audience. And they wanted, and they wanted, they didn't want that match. So WWE had no choice but to 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 change that match. You know? Well, I'm you know, I, I just he I don't I don't think he offered anything to that match and he just didn't belong in it and he didn't fit in. And so that's why and, and so I don't really feel like Cody fits in to the Roman and the Rock either. He doesn't. So he does yeah. the only doing they do that is to keep the internet people, but they but the live crowd pop so that's what the people on the, the 40 people on the internet or the 300 250 people on the internet don't real fellow realize when the rock came out and said that line, what happened when he said oh, that? Oh, I, I loved it, I was in shock, and everybody in the crowd was in shock. It was live crowd blew the okay. roof. There you go, they want to see that. So, screw everything else about. A story. I think people. I think more people want to see the Rock and Roman Reigns than Cody finish his story right now. Oh yeah, no, I'd rather like when we said when I said I'm not into that three way. It's because of Cody that I wouldn't be into yeah. it. It's right. Rock and Roman. This is bigger than that. Like, let's forget about like the belts, right? Let's forget about like this is about Rock and Roman, and right. um, that's what that's what you know WrestleMania is supposed to be. Bigger than the Rock has to win too. And the Rock has to win. Yeah, this is a night of champions or whatever you want to call it. This is WrestleMania. The the reason why I say the Rock has to win is because so many people think the Rock can't win. So the Rock has to win. (laughs) No, I agree. And I you know what? I'll go one step further. I don't care about passing the torch or this or that. I think make people happy. I wish Hogan had been the rock at WrestleMania. Right. That would have blown the sky. That would have been just like when, you know, it's on YouTube when Bruno San Martino fought Honky Tonk Man because Bruno was covering for, I guess, when Steamboat left. Right. Uh, in the spectrum, man, even do a false finish where oh the referee says no you didn't win actually bruno honky's foot was on the rope you just want that moment you know right that was no, so, honky tonk by the way loved those matches with bruno he said he loved those matches they were good, and, they were good. and you're absolutely right about wrestlemania 18 which that should have main evented the show oh. and that should have been because when you talk about that show that's the only thing you think about is that right it is it is. <laughs> the crowd, they had the crowd in the palm of their hand. It was WWE at its best. <laughs> you know, two of the best sports entertainers of all time going at it. The crowd going crazy. And it was simple storytelling. No crazy moves, headlocks, uh, uh, backdrops, you know, rest holes here and there, a few bumps here. You know, and people went absolutely apeshit for it. And yeah, when Hogan hit the leg drop, he said when Jim Ross said he beat Andre Giant with that move, and people thought it, people thought he had him, and he didn't. But it was you. You would have liked to see Hogan win that too. I was cheering for him at that time. I didn't yes. know that. I didn't know. I thought I was alone in that. No, I was cheering I, for him. Yeah. And so like... you're right. There are certain things like that transcend, and that's what WrestleMania used to be about. There's Hulk and Andre, right? right. There's this and that. And I get it. We're in a day and age where all the wrestlers have their podcasts and their interviews and their shoot interviews, 
But the truth is, it's like when you hear Chris Jericho say, oh, man, my match with Triple H, that's one of the or my match with so and so at WrestleMania 13 that, or, you know, 20, whatever. That was one of the best ever. It's like, no, it's like it's WrestleMania. There's levels to this. And Rob exactly. Hogan is on one level and all you're following the storylines and this and that are on another level, you know, right? It's like, right. That's what WrestleMania was built on. It was built on outside components it like was mr t mr t know? an outside component and that's what made wrestlemania wrestlemania did they win the mr. tag t. team belts hogan and mr nope, t they no. did not you, you know nope. so. it made it made it, it was the biggest star they had the biggest hill they had and which but a component was one of the biggest tv stars and can mr t lays it all on the line that's that's what the promo said <laughs> he lays it all on the line <laughs> and they had snooker snooker was probably the biggest baby face the few years prior they had ace cowboy bob orton out there mr wonderful paul Orndorff, and rowdy pipe with muhammad ali right there pat patterson one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time liberace <laughs> out there oh. it, it was Billy it was Martin. A was that? Billy Martin. It was a spectacle at for, for at that time. It was a spectacle. Um, was the match great? Not a, no. Um, at, was it a five star? No, it was a spectacle, and that's what WrestleMania is. Is a spectacle, and and always remember that's what it was based on. You know, and you know, always celebrities, people that you don't normally see wrestle. You know, like, damn. I, I, man, can he wrestle? Oh, he can fight. You know what I'm saying? So that's when they have Bad Bunny get out there. You see him they, oh my God, he can fight. <laughs> yeah, and and you know now they're more accepting, right? They'll they'll say now Logan Paul, wow, he's really good, and Bad Bunny, he's really good. They were hesitant with the praise because they were so like when, especially when Pat Patterson was alive. To be honest, like he didn't give credit where credit is due. He he didn't give credit to Cindy Lauper. He said, ah, she was okay. No, she was the reason that, you know, it exploded. But also, like, look, Snooky, when she was in that match, she was mm -hmm. great. She yes. was great in her match. Floyd Mayweather Jr. Floyd Mayweather was, was great. That was a great match. So Yes, it was. And, then, and what they always say is, well, give all the credit to the wrestler. But now we're seeing, well, sometimes you got to give some credit to the other, to the entertainer, too. Okay. Right, because with Floyd, you said him in the big show, you're like, that don't look right on paper. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But they had a hell of a match. Like they, they but that's it's WWE. Like a movie. It was like a movie. It was, it was WWE. No one does that better than WWE. No one. I'm sorry. When they had their best, they had their best. Nobody can touch them. No one. I have to I have to ask you because I feel like this is somewhat related. Um because you're talking about the the past and now, what did you think of Grayson Waller on the Australian talk show um, when they wanted him to demonstrate a wrestling move, and he started yelling, "If I do that, I'm gonna you're gonna need the cops, and you're disrespecting me." And he got a lot of praise online for standing up for pro wrestling and kayfabe. I have my opinion. I want to hear what you think. I think it was. Um... All stage because the way the guy was camera guy was was putting up his dude was shaking back and forth playing around. I don't think they would play around like that. That's a little too much. So and I think he was in character too. And L.A. Night was you saw L.A. Night. He didn't say yeah. anything. No. So um, 
I think Grayson Waller was just in character, and I think it was it was stage. It wasn't, you know, serious. It wasn't a a, a Doctor D David Schultz moment in no. the ABC. It wasn't that. You know what I'm saying? So I think it was all it was all, you know, it was all kayfabe. And people, yeah, I saw it on on X that people were saying that. Oh, I'm a fan of Great Grayson Waller now. He earned a lot. He got a lot of fans now from that. You know, he got a lot of IWC, the IWC fans. They want his, they, you know, they, they, they back in Grace and Waller. So, you know, but kayfabe is dead. Everybody knows that. That's why we the internet. Everybody want to know spoilers. Everybody want to know, everybody want to pay $5 a month for Frightful Select. Everybody want to talk, want to listen to the Observer because everybody want to know the inside information that these people know. So kayfabe is dead. It's been dead because that, that wouldn't be the internet. The internet. Destroy mm. kayfabe, mm. right or wrong, big man. No, you're it, right. It, you know we got we got wrestlers on Twitter that you can follow. That's that is, you know, commenting on other stuff out of character. You mm-hmm. know, not too many people stay in character, but MJF. But yeah. really, no one else stay in character. You know, everybody has their own Twitter Twitter handle. You know, you know. So yeah. we, we, you know. It's not the same anymore. So kayfabe is dead. And it's been dead for a long time. How you? What you think about that? What's your thoughts on that? I didn't. I didn't think they were being rude at all. This was a morning fun talk show. By the way, Australia is the country that has they where they play rugby and Australian rules football. So nothing Grayson Waller says is really gonna do much to make people think that he's a tough guy. Um, so again, I, I didn't think they did anything wrong by asking. These are the same wrestlers who will go on Chris Van Fleet and give him flare chops, you know? So, right. so I, I thought that was, if it wasn't planned and I hope it was now that you say it, um, I just think it shows how far we've changed these wrestling fans that are going crazy online. Yeah. You showed them Grayson because we've gone from Hulk Hogan, almost killing Richard Belzer on his talk right. show to Grayson Waller getting this getting credit for saying stop disrespecting me I mean that's like as that's not the same that's not and and if he's protect if if they cared about protecting kayfabe you wouldn't send Grayson Waller to a show representing pro wrestlers because he doesn't look like one he doesn't he looks like a, a male model or something so you know I think you know don't the whole don't you disrespect me is something I mean you'd hear like two um this is gonna sound sexist of me, but you know, two women arguing at a salon about versus, you know met, you know, pro wrestlers like you mentioned David Schultz and, uh-huh. and things like that. So No, you're absolutely right about that. You agree with me on that? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me ask you this. So, what do you think about this week di- episode of Dynamite? I look, you know, to me, this week's episode of Dynamite was Tony, Tony Storm, timeless Tony Storm on commentary, stole the show for me. She was hilarious. She thought Ian Riccoboni. You know, because he was filling in for Tony Schiavone. So she thought he was Tony Schiavone, just lost weight and looked better. 
So she was like, you're wonderful. And we saw Deanna Perozzo in the ring, and, and she had a really good match. And, you know, Tony Storm on the shoulders of Luther. Those are the kind of things that that I love to see and that can keep your attention for two hours. You know, like it used to be you order the pay-per-views to see the big matches, but the wrestling shows in the, you know, post kayfabe was where you would just be entertained, like during the Attitude Era where it was all this kind of comedy stuff going on. Um, you know, and it, it made me feel like, what are some of the problems with AEW for me? It's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna just name a few people and then you tell me what stands out about them. Okay, House of Black, Claudio Castagnoli, um, Wheeler, Utah, Top Flight, Action Andretti, Private Party, Hook, Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy, Wardlow, Anna J, Riho, Sky, um, uh, Sky Blue. Best friends, Hangman Page. I know that's wow. a very, that's a long list, and it's a lot of different people. But is there? And and this is a. I'm a, I'm just asking the question just to set it up. But anything mm-hmm. stand out to you about that? Not really. Okay. Um, here's what. Go ahead. WWE guys, but a lot of WWE yeah. guys. Yeah. Um. And and by the way, when you say the ones that stand out were former WWE guys, anything about why they're not still WWE guys? Because <laughs> I guess make me, I guess they felt they could they wasn't going to be able to main event WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, and, and so that's kind of in the way as far as these are also people you'll see throughout, not only in the ring on AEW but in backstage segments. Okay. Um, they don't. These are people who aren't very good talking. Like, um, Hangman can talk. You, you think so? So I'll I'll take him off. Oh, right. Hangman. Okay, I'll let him. Rio doesn't. Rio doesn't. Statlander is not great. No. Um, Anna J is not. Doesn't stand out on the microphone at all. Backstage, even backstage where you have the interviewer, it's 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 boring. Wheeler Yuta, Wardlow. Um, Orange Cassidy, his whole thing is he doesn't talk. His right. he does is in the ring. Keith Lee, Hook doesn't talk. Private Party, Action Andretti, they top flight. They've given them so many backstage segments now. Garcia, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, you're put Danhausen in a backstage segment instead, not just where he, you know, a little bit longer than the five seconds they give him. So it's just it's just interesting that they do these segments for people who their gift is just what they do in the ring mostly. Uh-huh. Um, and and so I say that because um, timeless Tony Storm is someone who's both. She's great on the microphone. Three things: when she's talking, but also when she's doing commentary and when she's in the ring. It's she carries that whole storyline through, and they have people who can do that. Uh, you know, Adam Cole is good. Danhausen, I, I mentioned, is is good at that. I just feel like they they waste segments on people. They put them in their weak points. You know, 
They do, big man. You just not noticing that? They have no character development. <laughs> oh, well, I'm saying as far as the development of their character, they they don't have characters. Yeah, they don't. Like, no character. Top Flight doesn't have a character. They're, they didn't sign Top Flight to be characters. They signed them to do crazy stuff in the ring. Right, but that... It, so... Then, it, it, exactly, but that doesn't get you over. It's and but as far as getting over, like I don't think they will for a while. Like Action Andretti and Top Flight in a backstage segment, they look like the slowest kids in the class. I'm sorry. I mean, it's like they're not they're not good. It's like it's like you think if you keep putting Wheeler Yuta in front of the microphone, he's gonna turn into like somebody else. And they sign anybody and they give everybody TV time. AEW anybody could be a wrestler here. Well, do you, know what I, do you know what I think? Tony Khan, the ultimate fan, right? Do you know what he probably heard and read over and over again? What's that? Paul, Paul Heyman or somebody saying, okay, I'm going to give you two minutes. You win that crowd over. You make them want to see you wrestle. And what are, what are they going to do? <laughs> <That's> so... <laughs> but it, it all comes down. It, the thing with ECW was like ECW they had a lot of people. It was a revolving door, but especially when people first started. And Paul Heyman got a lot of people over. He got their character over. Yeah. How did it, right? A lot of people got over. Like Scotty Flamingo. Who would ever thought Scotty Flamingo would be as over as what he is as Raven, as that character? Raven. Right. You know? he look, he look. He's still playing that character. He's known as that character now. Yeah. But in GWF or in WWE, Johnny Polo, Scotty Flamingo, the, 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 like Scott he, Anthony, yeah, right. He wasn't he wasn't over the same person, but Raven, and he did the vignette with with him walking on ice with with the shorts on and his right ring gear, <laughs> like <laughs> outside, and he's sitting in the snow and stuff. Like you know, you thinking like well, this guy's, you know, he's like he remind me of, you know, Three O'clock High. You ever saw that movie Three O'clock yes. High? Yeah, yes. that's Raven. <laughs> that's Raven, the, the bully. That's Raven. <laughs> it's him. It's him and um, Judd Nelson from Breakfast Club. That's Raven. That's who Raven is. He's those guys. That's who Raven is. He's By that way, guy. With three, with three o'clock high. Do you know who I felt that those two people reminded me of? Who? It reminded, it reminded me of Ted Cruz against Donald Trump. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh uh big man. <laughs> but yeah, man, that that and then he got him over, he got over, he got Taz over, he got over the Sandman, he got over Tommy Dreamer. By the he way, got over everybody the you're mentioning were visually different one from the next. Exactly. Everybody was different. And when they when they went away, Shane got Shane Douglas, Shane Douglas went away. One of the greatest exactly. heels of all time. Exactly. The exactly. He went and got he went and got Justin Krebel got over. You know? He got him over. He got oh, Steve that Carino first over. night he got over when he walked in the ring while they were doing the ten bell salute for Tommy Dreamer's grandfather, who paid for Tommy to go to wrestling school. And and there's still and the camera just shows Justin sliding in under the bottom rope and saying, You know, Tommy, I'm sorry for your grandfather, because I wish it was you who were dead instead of that useless old man. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they got they went and got 
They got Steve Carino over. Wow, Steve Carino. He never, he never got over with me. I'm sorry. I, he got over. He was over the king of the old school. I, yeah, I, I was, I, I, man, he was over with me. Are and you I, really? You really liked Steve? Carino? Yes, the king of the old school, Steve Carino. I, I got over, man. I, man, he was over with me. Him and Jack Victory. He got over. Yeah. Um, so they. What I'm saying is that when they was losing wrestlers, he always had to plug. He brought up somebody else. And put them up, and and they got over. That's what I was saying. Now AEW can AEW do that? You know, can they do that? But I, it would be like it would be like everybody you just mentioned wearing their generic gear. And you're right; it's character development. If you see something in Top Flight, well, first of all, when Top Flight, when his partner was injured, when Dante was just him on his own he was hot for a for a few weeks and then they stopped using him and it wasn't about him talking it was like his the look on his face not everybody has to talk not everybody has to talk i mean there's a role for him in that uh, for for dante martin for utah and you know no 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 not utah get out of here there's a, there's a role for action and drag. i told you utah should have been a referee Right, there's a role for them guys there in AEW, but the thing about it is you can't have them go toe to toe with your top stars. You can't do it. Toe to toe, never. Not toe. You can't have that. You can't have them beating. You can't have them beating Jericho, unless you can. I mean, I know you was going for Razor and and one two three kid, but the one two three kid, you know, became a big god god after that. He became a made man. After but that, that came out of nowhere. That wasn't like them right. having a Iron Man match where it was tied mm-hmm. two falls each until the last second. And and the one two three kid was the the aka the Lightning Kid who can go since yeah. D, um, D, you know since global. You know the thing about him, he was the measuring stick for WWF. Anybody that want to try out, they would go and take have a match with with with. With with one two three kid or X Pac, and they would see if they can go with the WWE style. You get what I'm saying? But you know, there's a role for you. There's a role for everyone, and they shouldn't waste their upper echelon stars or their top stars should not be going, you know, toe to toe with their lower level stars unless they on the ascend, meaning they're getting a push and they're about to be they they they're about to be a main event star. I mean that's the only thing, and everybody can't be a main event star at one time, you know. I, I I agree with you, and part of like the story time stuff would be like, like if you're trying to get over one of these smaller guys, if they cost somebody a match, you know, or if it, you know different things like that. If there's different ways of doing it, and and again, you know, when people talk about Tony Khan knows the history of pro wrestling. Sometimes, you know, I'll watch and I'm waiting to see those different tricks or those different small angles that we've seen in wrestling history from Memphis or from Texas or here and there. I just never seen it so far, you know? But, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, anything else of note from um, from Dynamite uh, before uh, we get to the event? Well, everybody, that's what I was waiting for because this is what I watched the whole show for. Was the main event I actually tuned in just for the main event? <laughs> um, I think it's fantastic that you tuned in for the main event. But no, for me, for, for me, it was, I love the announcing because, you know, Ian Riccoboni did most of the work. Um, Taz was very good. 
Um, but Tony Storm for me was like my brother, who doesn't watch wrestling anymore. Vince McMahon and Stone Cold and all of those things and The Rock. That this was that to him, seeing Tony Storm and Time, you know, the black and white. He loves that. Right. Right. No, definitely. That's a that's a there's some good writing for her. Like and, when you um, have somebody who's not a wrestling fan, watch. It's interesting to see who they think is a star and isn't just from watching. You know. But let me ask you this, big man: Are they setting up her and Diana Perazzo? No, it's it sounds like it's more. Everyone's waiting for Mariah May to turn. No, but I'm saying are they, are they, so. Diana Perazzo is not getting set up for for a match with Tony Storm. Oh, I think she'll have a match with Tony. Yeah. Yeah, and she'll lose probably. You know, I think yeah. Tony, it doesn't matter if she, she wins win. or loses. Yeah, because what well, we all want to see, what I want to see, of course, is Serena Deeb and Deanna Parazzo eventually, right? Right. Well, you know what they do with Deanna Parazzo? Have a bit beat Julia Hart for the for the for that TBS championship. That's what well, they want. Needs, Deanna needs to be a straight heel because she's kind of going. It's just not. She doesn't have the confidence of like. You know, she doesn't sound the same when she's being a baby face. She needs to be a heel. Right. And and also, like, Thunder Rosa's back. You know, she was back on Saturday, Collision. So it's, they, it's got some, they got some horses. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, and know? we'll see if they get a Mercedes. <laughs> well, Mercedes, the longer I the longer, wait, the, the, it'll look good because the Royal Rumble coming up, and like she might enter the Royal Rumble. <laughs> I feel like if she's if she goes back to WWE, it's just kind of like ah, uh, things didn't happen that I thought it was going to happen. Now I'm just going to fall in line with all the others, you know. Right, but she might she she might get a one off, right? She's a she might get they might pay a, a money for a Royal Rumble surprise entrant because she, she people keep saying she's she's imminently supposed to show up in aw and that was like three weeks ago and nothing has happened yet like what's going on it sounds pretty clear that if she goes to aw it's because it's their second choice and the money from wwe didn't come through right she don't want to go there the aw no, or she would have been she there. doesn't and and she's she can be Hissy you know, fit. She can, and and she'll talk. You know, if she's not happy in AEW or if she quits, she'll trash him, and that could be more harm than good. You know, right? They don't need another CM Punk, right? Ric Flair might do the same thing that he did that oh, to Impact, right? Yeah, but he's he, definitely he... gonna do. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely gonna do that. Um, we'll see. But though the I think the difference is Dixie Carter wouldn't pay his tab at the hotel bar. In England, mm-hmm. Tony Khan's a billionaire, so Vince always says, Vince McMahon, I love him. And then it turns out, why? Well, he helped me when I was going bankrupt. He, he wrote a check for me. With Tony right. Khan, if, if, you, if you do, you have to do a lot to make Ric Flair happy. If you do that, because he'll never be, look, with his medical bills, like he's even said, he, he owes a million dollars after one of his surgeries, and he needed two more. All right. You know, if Tony Khan can do that, it can it can help. But you know, you gotta like that mushroom juice. And you gotta like. Right. Not true. Do you do you think he's more trouble than Merce- so Mercedes and Ric Flair? Is the negative like if they're not happy? Is that more harm than the benefit? Well, for Mercedes is more harm because she's can she 
has she's being signed to play a a vital role in the company, right? Um, so her coming there, she probably want creative control because if she don't want creative control, then I don't know she you need creative control when you come to AEW. You do. I agree. You need that. Um, and um, it I I like I lose, but it has to make sense. But I have control, creative control. Um, because if not, they'll have a lose on rampage, you know, mm-hmm. to for no reason, you know? yeah, or to Willow um, Nightingale, they get injured again, yeah, exactly. So, you have to have creative control there. Um, and you know, that's what I would put in my contract. WWE, WWE is going to use her, you know, probably the best storyline wise, you know, um, you know, if she gets hot. You know, a hot storyline, hot angle. The 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 highest. Okay, let's say let's. Well, the best she can do for WWE, the state she goes. The best she can do is a main event match at WrestleMania, going last. She done it already, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the highest she can get. What's the highest she can get in AEW? Uh, highest she can get in AEW. Yeah, I, we already know the main event match, which is going on last. At oh, London, 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 going on last. Yeah, can she do it? She she could if if everybody. Yeah, she could. Okay, I so, I'm again. Remember, I'm someone who thought that Soraya should not have been thrown into the women's division they could have put her with sting and darby like yeah. i think there's certain stars that are too big to put in the women's division you could do more with them look at Rhea ripley right you always bring her up she's right. bigger she's better when she's just with the judgment day than when you just throw her in the ring with a women's title match you know it's like right no definitely so i again the longer mercedes wait to show up on aw television and the good close to the Royal Rumble. If she goes to the Royal Rumble, we get through the Royal Rumble and she doesn't show up at WWE, then I'm gonna say, you know, she's definitely showing up at AEW. Um soon. You know what I'm saying? So like you said, it's not a good sign for AEW that it's only it yeah. would only be because she didn't get in she didn't get what she wanted. Right. Exactly. She doesn't want doesn't mean it won't work because then if AEW AEW would be loaded with the women's division if the end their women's division would be loaded. I mean, loaded. You got, you got Mariah May, you got Tony Storm, you got Serena Deeb, you got Britt Baker, you got Deanna Perrazzo, got Will Nightingale, you got Chris Statlander, you got Rio, you got, you got Rio, and then you got Sheeta. Then you got, and then you can move up if you really want to. Um, you can move. You got Mercedes Moe, Deanna Perrazzo, uh, then if Jamie Hader come back, Jamie Hader. And um, then you have, if you want to bring up Athena, you can have Athena to bring Athena over, and then Mercedes Martinez with Thunder Rosa. They is li- they are loaded. I didn't even know. I didn't even know. Like I didn't even name Julia Hart. They loaded that women's division. Yeah, and I, you know, with Tony Storm alone, I, I already kind of forgot about Jade Cargill. You know, right? Um, yeah, that would be that would be loaded and. But I think you just have to. They just they have, have to, to do. They have to they rehabilitate have to, Britt Baker for sure, because that right. would just make it better. You know? What I would do, baby, man, for a month, for a month, 
I would turn Rampage into WoW. Like the this only thing I'm just doing the women's man. I'm just uh, doing the women. I agree. I'm just doing the women for that hour. I'm just doing women's storylines, women matches, and you know that's it. If you invent, I, and can it know, not be Willow Nightingale like, all the time? Like I just right. don't get. It. I just right. don't get. Right, right. No, I get. It. But they have to do something with the women and get them more. It's five hours. They they're only doing, you know, maybe two women's matches a week, and they got to do better. I mean. In order for yeah. they're loaded, they have too much. They have talent now without Mercedes. You know, like they That's can. That's a great do point. Why, why don't they work on your ideas before get before they get Mercedes? Like, right. <laughs> exactly. well, you know, they gave Punk. They gave Punk Rampage, right? Or Collision. Collision, Collision, Collision. was Punk's show. They could they could make one of the shows Mercedes show unofficially. You know, unofficially. But they have the talent. She's big enough to get it. She's big enough. You know. Well, they have the talent to work on the, the women that they have signed now. Like, they don't have chopped liver. They have some great women wrestlers right now that can, you know, you know, like, they can do something now if they really wanted to, if they put what the do you, time. What do you think what Eric Bischoff said, though, when he said that um, AEW would only hurt Mercedes Monet? She's not, and she's not a, a needle mover. Probably true. As no one's a needle mover for AEW except Punk. Yeah. Right. But her so you like if she shows up, it might be. I don't know. I feel like they kind of messed up with Ronda Rousey just showing up at Ring of Honor and randomly. But that's what if that's what she wanted to do. Then there's nothing you can do about it, right? Right. I mean, Ronda in AEW was that work? No, I don't think that was work neither. But where you is know? she? Is she in a Ring of Honor or no? No, she. I, don't know. I got it. She's trying to make a baby. Another one, yeah, you're right. Trying to make another baby, so you know, I, I listen. I, again, Rhonda comes there, a uh, three month stay, you know, but she can't, you know, she can just wrestle, come in and just wrestle, and just you know do a, a like a one line promo. I'm coming to kill you, and or coming to beat your ass, and that's it, and go in and start, you know, beat, um, kicking ass and taking names. That can work. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. the, I was thinking about recently, remember like World Class Championship Wrestling or some of those other ones, right before commercial break, you would hear, and next week, this person will be on. It would be like a wrestler who was just going to be there for a week. And, it, you know, like if, look, they have their 800,000, seven or 800,000 viewers, right? On a good week. If right. you just need another 200,000, <laughs> if you want to break a million, it doesn't mean starting all over again, right? Because you have like seven to 800,000, which people say, oh, it's so less than WWE. Well, WWE gets paid a lot more money for their contract than AEW does. So for their contract, they're doing they're doing okay. You know, you just think, well, say um, Mercedes Monet will be here just for that week or something. You know, I agree with you. There's little things they could do. Even if it's a promo, it doesn't have to be, because I don't think the the um, impact way is is a great idea, where you have someone just guest on to do like a twenty minute match where they lose, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like uh, like um, they did with Hammerstone. That didn't work oh either. Oh my god, that was. I don't know why Hammerstone did that, but you know, and he used. His he's finish. not going to resign with them. No, he's he not going to resign. 
He shouldn't re-sign with them. Um, he's a I don't know where he would go, but AEW probably try to set sign him. Um, but they gotta figure something how to use him because would they have him just like Wardlow? Like Wardlow in WWE right now would be a star. I don't know. I don't, you know, and the reason I say I don't know is I, he's had his good moments, of course, but I mean, I think Hammerstone is kind of like a more proven commodity. Um, Wardlow is fine, but without the push, he's like, how good is it? You know, what does WWE always say, like unofficially? Like, how good are you when you're not getting pushed? Right. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, Dolph Ziggler having, you know, giving 100% when he's losing. Or The Miz doing the same thing. Well, R-Truth. R-Truth. He's money. R-Truth is money. Mm-hmm. I mean, his shirts are the number one shirts now. Yeah. I think LA Knight's been pushed out of the top 10. Because there's like I... three Yeet shirts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and then there's the judgment day shirts and then the roman reigns is always there but it's like you know wardlow is man that's rough and he's he's had good moments but i never thought he was superior you know right all right let's get to the main event hook hook they put out the hook sign and you don't even know me all right (laughs) is that Um, is that in the song of his that's the song. It's been song. Him and, I uh, just hear. I just yeah. I just know the intro, like the the lyrics are actually. Yeah, you really know me. All right, so hook most anticipated match, right? Um, so this match, Samojo beating the hell out of Hook. They went outside the we went outside the ring, and then Hook. I don't know if this was planned or not, but Hook tried yeah. to Samojo did a urinagi. But hook didn't go on the on the table. It broke, but it's like he hit the corner of the table. And it was like his upper, like neck and back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and then Joe and then Taz, he was like, like Taz was like, oh my god, because that was a nasty bump. I don't think they were supposed to do that. Like Joe just, I don't know if Joe was reckless or if that was a was a planned spot or hook didn't get up in time or I don't know what happened there. What do you think happened there, big man? The way the match ended, I'm like, is Samoa Joe his godfather or something? Because he did so much for him. But so I thought it was planned. Because like you said, it wasn't like they cleared the table, right? Like right. he just did it. So I thought, I think it was between the two of them or it was just a planned spot. Because AEW is the place where they'll do weird, weird angles of people getting hit on stairs. Yeah. Whatever. So I think it was planned. I didn't think it was unplanned. And then he and then he power bombed him on the ape outside of the apron, um, on the apron afterwards, and then he hit yeah. him with the muscle buster, and then hook kicked out at one, and then hook went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he made his comeback, and then um, then Coach Joe choked him out, but um, I mean this was a really good this this match. This you know what formula this match had? This formula had the match of AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar, Summers, a Survivor oh, Series. Yeah. This one had that one, which also had I and which also had Daniel Bryan 
and Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series as well the next year. I think Daniel Bryan booked that match because it was similar. If you go back and watch that Brent, Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar match at Survivor Series, when um, what he did was he was um, he just took him to Suplex City and then um, then Daniel Bryan kicked out and then Daniel Bryan made a comeback, quick comeback. You thought he was going to win and then Brock Lesnar just took him out and then and win the match and won the match. This was something similar to that. Um, so I'm pretty sure um, Brian Davidson had something to do with this this booking of that match or Pat Buck because Pat Buck was in WWE at the time too. He used to book those Brock Lesnar matches too. So, but uh, wow, very entertaining. Great, that is a great thought. Great entertaining match, right? Um, and um, so it was. Was it better than the Gender and Seth Rollins match? Um. Yeah, in a sense, I knew both of them wasn't going to win. Um, right. I, I, to be honest with you, I thought Jinder had a better chance of winning than Hook. <laughs> and I thought Hook and I thought Jinder was going to win. We when they hit him with the chair, when one of the guys from Industry hit him with it, hit Seth with the chair, and then Jinder hit him with the Colossus. I thought he had him. I popped for that. I went, oh, we got it. And you know, but. You know, was, it is between the two. If there was a champion you think could have lost, it, I, you know, you'd think it would have been Seth. Seth, yes, exactly. Jinder, Jinder was the the main champion before, not this title, but the big championship. Exactly. And yeah, so. But but yeah, this was a good man. This was good. It was good. Um, it was it went straight through ten minutes. No no commercials, ad free, smart by Tony Khan. Um. So yeah, I mean. Joe looked like a great a idea because you made you reminded me of that match with AJ and Brock. And man, when AJ had Brock in the calf killer and then yeah. Brock moved his head and that, oh, that was such a good match. But yeah, yeah that could totally have been it. But man, like I said, I, I thought Joe must be his godfather or something the way he was putting over Hook. <laughs> you know, it's it's really, yeah. What do you mean you put him over? What do you mean? Like, as far as like. Like you said, he kicked out at one of the muscle yeah, muscles. Yeah, uh-huh. and then and then um, you know, he after the beatdown that he got up and said, "Is that all you got?" Yeah, and he Post came match. back in. Like, yeah, so Cut no, I don't put him over as far as the win, but man, he like this is a guy who Roddy was in a neck breaker, neck brace because of right, and in a uh-huh. wheelchair after wrestling him. <laughs> Uh, so to do that for Hook, man, that's because it's a strange position because he's the veteran who's there, and Tony Khan's model so far is since day one has been to have you know guys like Wheeler Utah or you know so and so beat or be competitive against main guys, but now your main guys, your veteran who who does that, who you know had that feud with Wardlow, he's now the world champion. And, and people want to see him stay that way, so maybe this is how he's going to do that. Both things. You know. So let me ask you this, big man: Why didn't they put this on Battle of the Belts? Oh, because they wanted people to see it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they should have put this match on Battle of the Belts, and you know, and start building that, you know, show up. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have something significant for for Battle of the Belts, and I think this would have, you know, 
Battle of Belts later on, do you remember the epic, the epic encounter from Samoa Joe and Hook? You know what I'm saying? Like, this could have been on a pay-per-view, you know. Uh it was no really no build. The best build of it was on t- was on Twitter. <laughs> well, man, do yeah. you think some of the Hardy stuff is a build, or do you think that's just a shoot? With what? What's what's going on? The Hardys saying they don't like their matches aren't being promoted in advance. We're Wait, are they? No, I don't think they they had a match in Georgia or wherever they are in the South, and because Jeff Hardy had a had a great match against Darby Allen. And on rampage, on rampage, but he said, "Yeah, sorry, they didn't. Uh, you didn't get to see more promotion for these matches that we're having." And Matt Hardy saying, "You know, we're not being used correctly." Jeff Hardy talking about not being used correctly, and then deleting the tweets. You know, no, definitely. I, I, I think it's the truth, and I think um, that Jeff is not happy in AEW, but I think. Jeff was doing Jeff Hardy things, and that caused them, them to lose faith in Jeff Hardy. You know, and yeah. Yeah. you know, it's basically his fault. Um, I'm gonna run through Rampage real quick. Chris Jericho um, defeated Mike Sandow in ten minutes. Penta, Good match, by the way. Jericho did the hurricane run off the top rope. Was he getting booed? I didn't hear him get booed this time. It sounded like they were the fans were singing along. So, okay, Penta defeated um, Anthony Henry in four minutes. Yeah. Queen Aminata defeated um, lost to Chris Stantlander in seven. She's minutes. really good. She's really good. She's a Booker T person, and and he trains oh. cold. Like she's everybody likes her. She's 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 hot. She's a good wrestler. It's really. And Jeff Darby Allen defeated Jeff Hardy in 11 minutes. Yeah, and that that Darby Allen Hardy match was really good. And Jeff Hardy had like a bad attitude afterwards. So maybe this is all part of the the thing, like I mentioned about the Twitter stuff. Um, yeah, so it was a good show. And and I I know you like you mentioned Rampage is right after Dynamite, so that affects it, but. Mm-hmm. There's, I, I don't see when you have that kind of roster how you could ever really have a bad one-hour show. You have to be able to do something, right? Definitely, definitely. It's, it's getting better, right? Rampage is getting better. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Okay. All right, Collision, real quick. Um, John Moxley def- um, defeated um, Shane Teller. Um, by referee stop um, stoppage. Yeah, Shane um, Taylor promotions. I, I was I thought he'd do better, but he's really good. The Cope, the Cope Open. Adam Copeland, the radar <laughs> superstar, defeated Dante Martin <laughs> by submission. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of um, yeah. So it's it's been uh, again Dante Martin. Arn Anderson said it, but you know. A year ago, he's like, I don't know what happened. He had a singles run. People loved him. He was doing big things, and then they stopped using him. So uh, the whole point of these matches, really, I know Edge says it's to, Adam Copeland says it's to 
help younger people. But in practice, the matches, and this was a really good match, by the way, people were going crazy for it. The fans were. Um, he wins, and then it's for his promo afterwards on Christian, to be honest, you know. All right. And then Thunder Rosa defeated Queen Amienta again. Oh, yeah. She's going to lost two, two losses in a span of a week. So she's getting jobbed out. No, this is the Tony Khan method, right? <laughs> um, you know, so, but she, yeah. Yeah, but she's really good. And, and it was, I didn't know what was going to happen because Thunder Rosa came to the ring first. And I do think Thunder Rosa's blonde hair is kind of, like, I think if she kept her hair brunette, you know, because that's how fans know her. But, yeah, it was um, Thunder's working her way back in. She has that back injury, and I feel terrible for her. Because who knows? Does that stuff ever really go away? You know? Probably not. No, um, probably not. Daniel Garcia defeated Buddy Murphy, Buddy Matthews. Yeah, I saw it, yeah. Um, and, it, and, it, and the whole point of the match was really to set up the six-man match because then the whole House of Black comes in and and starts stomping on Garcia and then FTR shows up. So the whole Garcia FTR thing, they really need like the the WWE method of like trying to explain it better and then beating you over the head with constant reminders of why they're together. Cause it doesn't I think it's it's not good for FTR. I don't think this is doing anything for them. It's clearly not good for House of Black or Buddy Matthews. But... Roderick Strong defeated um Matt Seidel? Yeah, it was a good match, and I thought Roddy was going to lose a few times, but the kingdom was at ringside offering him encouragement throughout the match. It was, and at the end, Roderick looks at the camera, and he's like, did you see that, Orange? Did you see that? You know, so. All right. And then we got um, Brian Danielson and Claudio Castanoli defeated Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was it was one of those where they really beat up Ortiz at the end, and they were making Eddie watch while they were like stopping him, and like Daniel Bryan showed his viciousness, and um, you know, at the end, Eddie Daniel Bryan uh, he doesn't respect Eddie Kingston. Uh, he spit at him, oh. and um, you know, it's it's just one of those things. It's like. Um, is this Daniel Bryan the most over Daniel Bryan? Well, when he first introduced the Blackpool Combat Club, that was one of your favorite AEW moments ever when he joined yes. with Moxley because we thought they were going to win the tag team titles. We thought they were going to do all these things. And and every time we see him, he's with Claudio or something, you know? So are you ex would you be interested in this kind of a match or do you not care about because Eddie Eddie's very emotional with everything he does he's the guy fans think is going to be the next world champion or should be you can put him on any show man that would be great but it would be you great. Know, king of the bums. The, 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 the um the chase would be excellent if they do if done right who would who do you think would be perfect for him to beat moxley or has that moxley lost too much or no, Moxie been well protected. So, but him versus Joe. Um, oh my God! You know, wow. Matt, but you know what? I don't trust. I don't trust Tony Khan to do it. But I trust Paul Heyman. If Paul Heyman got his hands on these two guys, and was able to build this up as a oh man, that would be great. 
but, but here's the, you know it, they it would look like a great match but in practice as tough as Eddie is those aren't he's not a joe tough wrestler right like his matches are all machine gun chops aren't they and like right saito suplex is about as extreme as it gets i mean that's why i thought his match with jericho last year was like amazing but if with joe i mean he can't joe's eddie's not doing the kind of match that hook did with joe where he's getting power oh. through a table that could end his career <laughs> so right. right then we go into um smackdown did they get rid of the lwo no no they um they were wrestling the legato fantasma fantasma because you know let's be honest um santos escobar is the lwo i don't know him and ray and ray's not around but you know injured or something is that what happened right i don't know but the lwo is is without ray mysterio right but i figure i mean carlito is there but Legada del Fantasma, they they messed that up too because Legada del Legada del Fantasma, that's you know the the guys Joaquin Wild and Cruz del Toro and Santo Escobar with with my girl, um, and for them to they switched everything up, you know, with um what's that name Lopez, and yeah. you know um. So I don't know why they didn't bring her up, um, but they left her. They left Lopez inside in in NXT. Um, so you know, but um, anyway, so um, Lagada del Fantasma defeated the the LWO, calls him SmackDown, pretty deadly. Um, loses to um Pete Dunne uh. and Tyler Beat. Uh, your favorite. I know, well, big man. Now you say that the fans don't know who he is, but the announcers make it sound like the fans are so happy to see Tyler Bate and and all that. I know that's their job. Of course, they're gonna try to put him over. Uh, what is like? How do you explain this? Like Tyler Bate and the Bruiser Wade and the, what? Because they, they they because they think you should supposed to watch NXT, but NXT is damn near half their audience. So that's why. Two men, well, not half their audience. It's not on SmackDown. SmackDown get two brings in two men. So two million people basically NXT like six hundred thousand, and yeah. and SmackDown brings in like two point five, two point six million. So two million other people don't know who the hell those people who he is. <laughs> no, I I I totally agree, and I pretty deadly shouldn't be losing. <laughs> I don't get it. But. Me neither. Uh, Kate and Carter. Please don't cry over me, Ricochet. And Katana Chance, they defeated Alba Fire. <laughs> and, uh, another, another, another one of your. Oh wait, you like that? Um, it's okay. What are you about to it's say? NXT, man. I feel like I'm watching. If I want to watch NXT, I, I'll, I'll watch NXT. But you know, there's a reason not everybody does. You know. Right. No doubt. Age. Um. La. La Knight defeated. AJ Styles by um, disqualification. Yeah, and and um, does anybody think AJ Styles? I mean, what are the odds of AJ Styles winning? Because Solo came out and attacked Knight from behind. Yeah, what do you think the odds are of AJ Styles winning the four way? 
two percent. Yeah. No, one percent. Because also it feels like they're putting him in another kind of thing where he's not, where he's disappointed in Mitchin, and so it's like they already have his next thing set up, right? I don't know. I like this AJ Styles though. You know what I'm saying? It, listen, they feature in him. You can't complain. He's in, he's in the main event segment every week. Can't complain. Oh yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I just it's not. Uh, you know, I think. Um, no, I, I I agree with you. I'm I shouldn't complain about it. It's it's great to see him there. And um, look, if Tyler Bate is getting this big thing, then yeah, AJ Styles should be in the main event. <laughs> Randy Orton defeated Solo Sokoa. Um, afterwards, um, you know, um, AJ well, Randy Knight come out. Roman comes out. Oh. Superman punch Roman, um, and uh, ended up trying to take a. Uh, he signs the contract, and then you know, so now he's the, it's official. There's the the fatal four way match at the Royal Rumble. He tries to go for a spear to Randy, but Randy him with <laughs> an RKO great. out of nowhere. That was great. In his head. <laughs> and and our and RKO. I mean, Randy Orton calling it beforehand. You know, telling Paul Heyman, I'm going to RKO Roman Reigns. And, man, I got to say, though, that you're right about Nick Aldis as the GM. Because he's, you know, it's where selfishness helps. He's trying to get himself over, too. He's not just right. some wimpy GM just trying to trying to make remembered lines and move the show along. He's taking his time, and he's trying to be somebody, too. And that works. Yes. That He's gonna be over. Nick Aldis is gonna be over, and when he can't, he might get figure. He oh, might boy. get himself in a match, right? Like he will. when he left NWA, he thought he was gonna be main eventing with Cody in WrestleMania or something like that. And I'm like, that's never gonna happen. But he might come close. He might. He might. It, 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 remember, WWE is all about storylines. Is the, story, the best storylines is possible if the storyline. You know, fits it, then fine. Look at this year, WrestleMania, um, the women's match. Bianca Belair, as great as she is, she's not going to have a wrestle, a big time WrestleMania match. And nobody, and nobody's complaining, right? She's not going to have nothing. She like she's just out there, but they send her out like Cody. She gets sent a lot of places. They I use her as the face. She gets sent a lot of places, so she's a big star, but. They, the the storyline wise, they don't have a, you know, they don't have a storyline for her that, that constitute her being in a main event WrestleMania match. There's yeah, nothing her on her. It just they don't have anything. Dropped. Yeah, her husband and her have both dropped a bit. Yeah, they don't have anything for her. Same thing for Bobby Lashley. What do they have for him? They don't have nothing for him. Man, nobody wow. cares. Wow, I don't that. know. Yeah, nobody cares about for Bobby Lashley. No, I mean the group and all that, and the. No, I'm not talking about the group. I'm talking about Bobby Lashley, not the group. Oh, you're not right. The... I mean, a year or two ago, he was in the he was in the the big matches, and right. if there was, if you were to say there's a fatal four way, you'd you'd already assume he was one of the people. And it. he's over with the crowd. The crowd was, and when I went to the garden. They, he was he was supposed to be, um, a a hill. That people was cheering for him like crazy. Oh, remember, I, I still won't forget when he was in the ring with Omas. 
in that tag thing, and the two of them were facing off, and the fans were just going bananas. Yeah, where's Omas? I don't know. He's he's probably down in. Look, you know, I'm, all I'm gonna say is poor Jade Cargill. If Omas was ready for for all those runs, and she's but she's already paying dividends, right? Like they still got kind of a. They're getting a leg over AEW by saying, oh, your best, your top woman wrestler, man. We're trying to teach her how to lace her boots and we're trying to teach her what a body slam is. Yeah, it's crazy. Which she already could do anyway. She had a couple of matches anyway. So, yeah, you know. this is, this feels like it's just an insult, doesn't it? A little bit. Maybe we'll see because she might win the Roy Rumble and go on to face somebody. So, do you think you Roxana know. Perez was so much better than her? <laughs> Not wait. I I, I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about Roxy. I'm talking about um. What was her name? The big woman. Who are you talking about? Gosh, was it? Willow Nightingale. No, the woman with her back in a in WWE who's always showing her back. Raquel, um, Raquel Gonzalez. Raquel Gonzalez. Do you think Raquel Gonzalez is so much better than Jay Cargill? What was Jay Cargill's best match? For me, it was her second match against Red Velvet. Okay. Ra- Ra- Raquel Gonzalez's <laughs> best match. <laughs> Raquel Gonzalez's you're trying best to be nice, and you're like, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Raquel Gonzalez's best match was against Ronda Rousey on that SmackDown and that open challenge. That was a great match. So which match was better between those two? For me, you know what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say my red what? velvet match. Red velvet? <laughs> what is that? Red velvet. <laughs> that was in the tournament, and it was their second match, and it was really good. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll see, man. I gotta see you, Jade ha- you have Jade some WWF coming. How long she been in? How long she's been in WWE so far? Uh, it's been like six months. Was it six months? Has it been six months? Yeah, how long? It's been a while. She joined. Okay, do you know when she reported? September. When? Four months. September, October, November, December, January. For four months. That's a long time. She has been nowhere to be found on TV. It's a long time to not even appear on like NXT or something like that. She was on TV, man. They just stopped her showing her on TV. I mean, like wrestling. Oh, and by the way, they're having um, Gable Steveson. He has to be at every SmackDown taping. Uh-huh. And, uh, again, yeah. So that's the end of his uh, amateur career. The guy could have won a second gold medal. But, but why is he on SmackDown? Raw drafted him. No, he's like there to watch and learn or something. Like he's not even going to be doing anything. He's just. Well, gonna... well, they think they made a mistake there too. <laughs> I think they made a mistake not letting him go back to college for his for another year, and and uh, he pulled him out of one of the tournaments to qualify that, and then he entered an unofficial tournament and he killed everybody in it, and it was like and top you, people in amateur wrestling. Um, you think he'd go to UFC? Man, that's a good that we talked about that last week. I think you're right. I think I think this is this is an endeavor making this call not not wwe i feel you think he'll do well in ufc man it depends how hard he punches and if he can take a punch you know not everybody can take a punch that's why like a famous trainer i forgot who it was 
but a boxing trainer. He says he hates when he hears people say, oh, all the great heavyweight boxers, they ended up being in the NFL these days. And he's like, doesn't mean they can take a punch. It's a different thing. So, That's true. You know, yeah. I, watched, oh, I watched UFC last night. Sean Strickland. Oh, who did you think won? Well, the de- the face. Well, they everybody talked about his face afterwards, but during the fight, Sean Strickland's face was his left eye was bleeding during the fight, and he was taking the takedowns. So the take it was close, right? Because it could have went either way. So, um, but afterwards, they just the guy's face was just like really like he'd been in a fight because he was eating jabs, but the takedowns and. And, you know, which also counts as well. You know, and he did some damage, too. He was punching him, too. He hit him in the face. And, you know, Sean Strickland could take a punch. and But he was bleeding. His left corner eye was bleeding. It was bloody. So, and the cut man did well. I don't know what uh, D-Police um, cut man was doing. You know, I don't know what he was doing. Because his face, his face was swollen after the first round. Mm. He hit him, and his left eye was swelling up. From the first round. So it's like he can't, his face to swell. He's just a sweller. Like a Gotti. A Gotti, when you oh, hit him, yeah. he, he swells up all the time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he always looked like he loses a fight. <laughs> and and just, towards the end, probably because of the because of the cheating in the previous fight. But Miguel Cotto. Man, right. Towards the end, he couldn't even, like one of the reasons he didn't spar much before his match against Pacquiao. I think mm-hmm. was because his trainer said like when he spars his face gets cut up even with right. the, even with the headgear <laughs> right some people are just like just you know people are swell and they, and they got the, no cartilage in their eyes and they swell up as soon as they get hit you know but his yeah. face looked his face but his face looked um you know you know looked like a like a mess afterwards and it's the same guy that uh, Sean Strickland um, fought during the the your boy um fight um it was um uh, i think it was leon edwards and um what's the other guy named your boy come out the kurt angle music um oh, he's a oh, trump fan yeah he's a trump reporter. yeah well so is sean strickland i think but uh, uh colby covington i just colby, think yeah. all i say about colby is I'm, I'm not a fan of what he says but he in in impact wrestling Man, mm-hmm. he put people over. He was a great performer. He did his job. Right. But Bobby Lashley was throwing him all over the place. It was hilarious. Yeah, Kobe Covington. So yeah, he, you know, that that during the during the um in the stands, Strickland jumped on uh the police, the place, the place, and they were fighting in the audience. <laughs> I remember because D Place, because Strickland says whatever he wants about people, and D Place said some stuff about the the abuse Strickland went through from his stepdad, apparently. Right. And Strickland freaked out, and D Place is like, "Well, you say worst about people." And, and, uh, right. So it's gonna you, be a rematch. It's gonna be a rematch. But if you had to choose, if you were the judge, because you're you, you know more about boxing than anyone I know. And I know this is MMA, but if you had to decide, who would you give that to? I thought it was a draw. Okay, that's a you can call it a draw. You know, to be honest, it was so close; it would be a draw. What was but, the uh, who was the judge at Clash of the Champions one? The the official guy, the the wrestler. Was guy? it was it Harvey? 
Was it Jason Harvey? No, he had it for Sting. The Playboy model had it for Ric Flair. <laughs> and was a, I forgot who it was, but uh, who was the guy who was the head of security? But Doug Dillinger? I think it was Doug Dillinger. might have been Doug Dillinger. Doug he, Dillinger. He had it as a draw, so it was a draw. Definitely, definitely. All right, give us the wild report. Well, I actually am going to watch it tonight. I recorded it. I'm so excited because it's two matches that we're both going to love. It's part two. It's the next round of the uh, trios tournament. And it's um, the it's the exile group with Genesis, who I think could be a WWE star, her sister Exodus and um, Ice Cold against uh, the new team of the Mighty Mites and Steffi Slays. And okay. I think Steffi has a shot because Exile and they've been breaking up a bit. They used to be managed by Malaya, Malaya Hosaka. Um, and then Penelope Pink against uh, your girl, Candy Crush. Oh, oh, I can't wait. Let's go. Let's go. They're really building up the beast because, look, she had to give up the title because she broke her femur and tibia. Oh, my God. Mm. And even today... I know she's. it's been a year later, but, man, there are times where as she'll do a move and then you just see her kind of lose her balance a bit, and I'm worried about her because that's a brutal injury. But, yeah. No doubt. Well, big man, thank you so much for joining us today. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And, by the way, if you see El Presidente, wish him a happy new year on my behalf, please. I sure will. This has been the State of Wrestling Apologize Report. We'll see you guys next week. Most definitely.